ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Marineland Boating Center, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, Time Manufacturing, Wit Building Supplies, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Oh, it is Matt Mosley. And what an afternoon we have planned for you. We have a lot of Rangers baseball to get into. We do have a game seven tonight at 7.03. Of course, you've heard Rangers games all season right here on uh, M&M Broadcasting, especially ESPN Central Texas. We've been pleased to bring that to you. And, uh, boy, tonight, what a huge one. What an enormous, as we see, if the Rangers can make it into the World Series and uh, – the excitement is building. We do have, I saw a few moments ago, and Aaron, you know how much I love these uh, I love these lineups. We do have a lineup for tonight, and our man um, Evan or uh, Carter is uh, certainly uh, in the lineup to start. He came in quickly last night. Um, and, you know, did what he always does. He made a difference. He beat out a ground ball and um, and then came around. And so a uh, big moment for him. Evan Carter will bat into three-hole and play left field tonight. Uh, and Simeon, Seeger, I, I'm, I'm hoping, Aaron, that Simeon's two hits will kind of get him going. He has not had a good postseason. And quite honestly, Seager's not had a good series. Had a good postseason overall, but not been a good series. I'm hoping Simeon and Seager can get going, but everything's on the line. It is time for Game 7. It is tonight at 7.03. Evan Carter uh, hitting in the three-hole, playing in left field tonight. Adolis, who blew open the game last night with... uh, the shot heard around Harrison County. I mean, what a what an unbelievable moment that was as he broke open a 5-2 game with a grand slam. One of the great moments from last night, Aaron, was the, the shot I saw that stayed with him. And he, by his standards, he didn't do anything that big. He hits it. He... Throws his bat down. He didn't even really throw it. He just kind of dropped his bat, went around the bases as he does, and the place just got silent other than for some screaming Rangers fans. And then as he circled the bases, you could see Astros fans pouring out of that place. The same goofball that they showed on the highlights last night on the uh, Fox Sports 1 broadcast that looked like he'd never been to a baseball game who was trying to make a signal for the strikeout on Odolis, and he kept throwing his pointer finger toward the sky in a very strange manner. Um, you've seen it if you've been on social media. 
the goofiness of that. Four strikeouts to open the game. Fans going crazy. Boot him in unison at every turn. And then with everything on the line, Adolis sends one out of there. And, oh, what a rejoice it was. And on top of it being great to go to 9-2, to two, that got LeClerc out of the game. You didn't have to put Chapman in. And it just kind of made you, you know, with a 9-2 lead, they just ran Heaney out there, who was pretty fresh because, obviously, he got um, he got lit up by the Astros in game four? Or was it game five? Anyway, I think it was game four. Uh, yeah, because they, had, they sent Montgomery out there uh, game five. So, anyway, he was fine. He got the job done, got him out of there, and then uh, now the Rangers are uh, in a Game 7 win or go home. Last night was win or go home. Uh, this, is, uh, this is pretty amazing stuff, Aaron. Dusty Baker has never won a Game 7. Um, the uh, Bochi, 2-0. Bochy's really good, though, overall in winner go home games, as I think he's now improved to like 5 0, perhaps in that regard. But um, really, really amazing stuff that we're seeing unfold. And Avaldi um, uh, was a hero last night. Mitch Garver was a hero. Jonah Heim, Spores, who came in. And got that enormous double play. And then, I mean, the guts of, think about Aaron, like, you, how in the world with with uh, Chapman, everything's suggesting you go to the lefty against Jordan Alvarez. He stuck with Spores, and he got the strikeout. Then he tries to give, uh, gets LeClerc in there for what would have been a five-out save. LeClerc does what LeClerc does, scared the devil out of all of us, but then found a way and got out of that inning. I mean, meanwhile, when it was like a 4-2 deficit, the Astros pitcher gets out of one of those innings on a hot shot down the first baseline that the um, Abreu did a nice job to even get his glove on and stop it, but you would have thought that was the end of the game. The way that reliever acted for the Astros, he got both knees down on the ground, and then he just like went crazy, almost hit the umpire with the ball as he slammed the ball into the ground. I mean, Astros want to get mad at people pimping home runs. How about their guy who got out of, I mean, preserved a 4-2 deficit and then, I mean, went nuts on the mound, comes off the mound, and then throws the ball into the dirt. Aaron, I'm told there was a football game on last night. I just could not even, like, that was some of the highest drama that I've ever been a part of. I guess the Eagles won the game, maybe 21-17. They did. Against, uh, Stevens, uh, against Aaron's beloved um, Miami Dolphins. <laughs> and uh, I'm told, Aaron, and you were kind of going back and forth on these games. Good, good for you. We needed one person on this show to kind of at least p- take a peek over there. 
I just could not leave the Rangers game. And, I mean, I know you're capable probably in life of, of going back and forth between games, but I just couldn't. I couldn't. I was stuck to the game, the Rangers game, and I could not turn it over there. Uh, but the Eagles find a way. And then, Aaron, is it right to say the Eagles coach um, um, did some kind of, like, went for it What is on his own 25 on fourth down? Does that sound right? Yes. And then okay. they use the uh, brotherly shove, and as the – as they do 90, I think, 8 or 99% of the time when they use it, they got it. The brotherly show. And other teams try to do it. They don't do it near as well. So there's mm-hmm. there's some skill to it, obviously, and it takes some practice. But the Eagles are unstoppable when they do it. I just I just last night, I, I you know, and, and uh, good for the Eagles. They're back to their winning ways. Um, I mean, I'm not happy for them or anything, but, um, but you know, they'll set up here in a couple of weeks. The uh, Cowboys will get going with that. Uh, Josh Schwarz, uh fell behind Brantley 2-0. Aaron, those first two pitches against Brantley weren't even close. Like, I was like, oh, my gosh, is this guy nervous? Evens the counts with a pair of 95-mile-per-hour fastballs. Uh, at two and two, he got the late breaking curveball under the barrel of Brantley's bat for a grounder, uh, on which Simeon made the double play. His, I, I, I just thought Sabors was unreal. I don't think I was supposed to hit the S that hard, Sabors. I, I just thought it was amazing. Now Jonah Heim and and Garver both have at times sort of come and gone in this postseason. I'm just kind of hanging around a little bit. Garver the same way. Garver's had moments in the postseason. But in this series, it's kind of like, okay, okay. The other night in one of those losses, I kind of thought they did okay. Down there at like the 8-9, and nine, they were doing some nice things. They were, kind of, they were trying to do their thing. Last night, they just put the team on their back and won the game at the plate. They did. I mean, we talk all day, I mean, about what Adolis does, but it never happens without Garver and Heim coming through in a huge way. And Heim's two-out, opposite field homer in the fourth. Um, it, just, it just calmed everything down. I mean, huge, huge moment. And, and and he did it. He got it done. And, Aaron, I think that's the one. I'm trying to think of Garver's first one. I Yeah, I think Himes, you know, it looked like our man out there had a shot at it in right field. That's a really good player out there. And he couldn't do it. He He, he overran the ball, and he tried to get back to it. And and it went, you know, it was uh, it was a home run, but it was boy, that was a close call. And then with the game over, Aaron, base at nine two, Jankowski gets it stolen, gets a home run stolen by the same guy. I mean, wouldn't that have been fun for Jankowski to get a home run in this series? I mean, I know it didn't matter, but still, guy guys back there at the wall, 
and robs Jankowski. But on the biggest one, he couldn't get it done. Now, I've been looking at Rosenthal and other people to see what the ruling is going to be. We were going to hear what the appeal, because Brian Abreu pitched in that game last night for the Astros. He's one of their top relievers. And we don't know if he's going to be available for this game. So it's been something we've been monitoring all day. Um, And we shall see whether they get this thing, uh, you know, how they they handle all that. Now, the rest of the lineup, by the way, Adolis is – Evan Carter is batting third and playing left field. He's back in the lineup. Adolis is cleanup. Garver hitting fifth. Heim hitting sixth. Remember, Heim was dropped down to the nine hole at one point. Lowe has held steady in the seven hole. Josh Young eighth, where he brings you a lot of power and a lot. He's a fearsome hitter. I'm totally fine with him leaving him there. And then Leodi at nine. Leodi's great. Leodi's got speed, everything. He's he's perfect down there. They tried to. They brought him up in the lineup and hit him fifth. He's now back there nine. And then, of course, Scherzer on the mound. Oh, what a night it will be at Minute Maid. And we are so happy to be a major Rangers affiliate. We've been with them all season. All right. It's been great. Been great. And then here we are with the ALCS. Um, it is... Uh, ESPN Central Texas, and we continue on. Uh, it is the uh, member of the Rangers Radio Network, Jared Sandler, getting you ready for the huge Game 7. Jared is next. Go Cowboys! This is Dallas Cowboys football 2023. Third and 10 at the Charger 25. Only heard here. Herbert back. Pressure coming again. All season. Throws it out. Intercepted. Gilmore. Sunday afternoon, it's your Cowboys and the Los Angeles Rams. Live from AT&T Stadium on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. It's the Cowboys and the Rams. Sunday morning starting with the pregame at 11 here on ESPN Central Texas. King of the road. When we say at UBO Business Services that we are the premier service provider for Ricoh, Xerox, Conic Minolta, Canon, Kisser, and Lexmark copiers and printers, we are not blowing hot air. One way we quantify our status as the best is an independent company used by millions of organizations called Net Promoter Score. It is the most consistent way to rank brand loyalty and customer service. A score of 70% or better is considered world-class. UBO score is an 86. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. Does the thought of mice, rats, or other rodents taking up residence in your walls or attic make you feel uncomfortable? Once inside, these unwanted critters can cause thousands of dollars in damage to your home. The experts at 855-BUGS can identify points of entry and eliminate them. We use a variety of methods to keep rodents out. Be proactive, not reactive. Let 855-BUGS ensure your home is protected with a free inspection and comprehensive treatment plan. Visit 855-BUGS.com now to schedule your free inspection. Are you ready to have your garage back? 
Check out Lone Star Structures, affordable storage sheds, cabins, greenhouses, and dog kennels. Lone Star Structures is family-owned, and their skilled craftsmen have been building top-notch storage sheds for more than 25 years. Browse their available inventory at LoneStarStructures.com or customize your own with their 3D shed builder. Stop by today at Highway 77 in Rosebud Lot. Call 254-583-4411 or visit LoneStarStructures.com. Lone Star Structures. Buy local. Buy from folks you can trust. Road Trip. Take a road trip to Genco. Skip your car payments for 70 days. Refi your vehicle. Drop your rate. Every closed loan is entered for a chance to change their loan rate to 0%. Rates as low as 5.69% APR for 48 months. Apply online for an additional discount of 0.15% off your loan. Last chance of the year to get your best rate ever. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and loan policies. For more information, go to GencoSCU.org. Member NCUA. Genco. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. Brown House Cafe is local homegrown southern cooking, like going home to Grandma's house, serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner with breakfast being served all day. Dishes like homemade biscuits and gravies, pancakes, French toast, or build your own omelet. And don't forget about lunch and dinner, chicken fried steak, build your own burger, grilled Atlantic salmon, and daily specials, plus homemade pies daily. Open seven days a week, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Brown House Cafe is... Woodway. Check them out at brownhousecafe.com. Need help cleaning your home? Call English Maids. They can help you clean up from summer or get you ready for the holiday guest. Their locally owned and operated team, led by Kay and Lauren English, is dedicated to providing professional, punctual, and quality cleaning services. Their maids have had extensive training and are nationally screened and bonded. When you choose English Maids, you're choosing trust and superior service. Call them today at 254-235-6373 or visit EnglishMaids.biz for a free estimate. You'll always receive quality service from people you can trust. Trust. Dynamic Fabrication Solutions specializes in industrial maintenance, structural steel fabrication, and erection, all forms of welding, and much more. Their team of qualified professionals have secured a sterling reputation in delivering high-quality products and outstanding customer service. They are committed to delivering the best product possible in an efficient manner so you can move forward with peace of mind. Dynamic Fabrication Solution LLC is the number one specialty contractor in Central Texas. For more information, dynamic-fs.com. How many miles across Texas have you and your team walked for Let's Walk Waco? As you're stepping toward a healthier lifestyle and connecting with your community and enjoying the great outdoors, don't forget to log your miles as part of the Walk Across Texas Challenge. Your logged miles will help you and your team earn prizes. If you need more information, visit waco-texas.com forward slash walk Waco. Get up, get moving, and let's walk across Texas together. Remember, every step counts. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It is Matt Mosley. We are joined by Jared Sandler, Texas Rangers Radio Network. Jared, Game 7, for all I know, you may do like about a three-hour pregame for this. Uh, I mean, this is fun. You've been, let's see, let me look at your schedule today, see what time you, oh, 6 o'clock. Yeah, you've got, you've got a lot of different appearances to make. Obviously, all over 105.3. Are you, uh, I mean, is it hard to sleep after something like that last night? I mean, I, I, you know, I'm just kind of watching this thing and, and obviously commenting on it. But to be there and to kind of be in the middle of this thing, that was as gutsy a win 
as I've ever seen in Rangers history. I mean, did you kind of have a similar feeling with knowing what they were facing and what they just come off of? Did that feel like maybe one of the gutsier wins they've ever had? Yeah, I think you just you feel good about what you're watching. Uh, you know, if they would have come out flat yesterday and, you know, it, maybe it would be clear that the loss in game five just took it all out of them. I, I, I think a lot of people would understand that because I think a lot of people sort of forecast that. Uh, certainly a lot of fans who, you know, they're riding the emotional roller coaster, but I just think it's really impressive. This team has continued to bounce back when they've been knocked down, get, you know, they've gotten back up and then, uh, you know, no blow that they suffered was bigger than the one in game five. And then for them to come back and play the way they did last night in a hostile environment was, it, it just made you feel good. I, you're obviously going to feel much better if you win tonight. Uh, and that good feeling will go away if you uh, don't. But I think to some degree, you just feel good about the way this team's represented itself in some tough moments. Speaking of tough moments, Adolis getting booed like crazy, four strikeouts. You, you started to kind of wonder, it, has it gotten to him? Was he trying? Was he pressing a little too hard? What a release that was when he hits the grand slam. What was that like? What was the environment like? I mean, you know, it was funny to watch them stream out of there on some of the replays. You could see the fans heading out. But just to silence all that booing, even though the Rangers had a 5-2 lead by that point, the booing was still there, maybe not quite as loud as it had been on his four, uh, first four ABs. But what was that, just the whole experience in person, what was that like in that in that moment when he did it? It wasn't that so... Bombi like to do that after four strikeouts. Yeah, so I think just first of all, if you take allegiance aside, it. I mean, this is what it should be. I mean, this is a rivalry. Honestly, you you didn't really know that this was a rivalry until Game Five, and it's almost seemed like guys were on their best behaviors uh, to try and not you know create any sort of material for the opposition or whatever. Uh, but you know. It, Adolis getting booed like that, it, it felt like Rugi getting booed in Toronto or Jose Bautista getting booed in Arlington. It was great. It, it was such a great vibe. Now, from a Rangers perspective, it didn't seem so great at first because, yeah, I, I think Adolis went up there. He was trying to hit a 10-run home run with every swing he took. <laughs> and then I don't know that anything really changed in that final bat. Ryan Stanek just threw him a strike. You know, I, I don't think he needed to throw him a strike. I think he would have kept swinging, but hopefully that settles him down because he's going to get booed again tonight. Uh, and I think it's great. I, you know, I, I, I'm obviously my allegiance is uh, on the Rangers side of this, but I just think the energy and, and all the, uh, the, the, the passion that goes into a big matchup and a rivalry at the end of the night, it's good for sports and, you know, credit to Adolis Garcia. I mean, he's been just on an absolute roll here home run in three straight games, an RBI, and a hit in five straight games. You know, if the Rangers win tonight, Adolis Garcia very well might be the guy that hoists the ALCS MVP trophy uh, with the way he's performed this series. Yeah, and I'm noticing some of your prep work today, including included soccer, um, taking a peek over at uh, Tottenham. Any, any reports you can give us on that? Yeah, playing well up 2-0 in the 66th minute. Uh, the, the combination of Hingman, Son, and James Madison looked pretty strong, and Vicario had a big save early on. So uh, the Spurs are looking pretty good so far today. 
uh, Jared Sandler, he's a man for all seasons, uh, and he's at Minute Made as we speak. Um, one thing you also said earlier was you told us not to sleep on John Gray tonight. It's interesting how you sort of forget about, you know, you get so locked in to who's been out there, you don't really think about people, other people that might be available that we really haven't seen much of. I'm trying to think, have we seen John Gray yet in this series? Yeah, we, we've seen him once, but you're right. I mean, he's he's kind of been forgotten because he's, yeah. uh, you know, he, he, he's not in the rotation. I, I just think I, I'm anticipating that the Rangers are hyper-aggressive in their bullpen and that they're not necessarily going to get a six-inning outing out of Max Scherzer. If they do, then John Gray likely won't be a factor. But yeah. I think the Rangers could still be in a winning position, and Max Scherzer gives them three to four innings because they're just, you know, they don't want to overextend him. They want to make a preemptive move there. And with how righty-heavy the Astros lineup is, uh, you know, I, I think there could be a pocket where it makes sense for John Gray to get an inning, and it could be a big inning. I mean, they're all big innings tonight, really. So, you know, there's a lot of focus, of course, on Spores, LeClerc, and Chapman, as there should be. I think there's, you know, a level of attention on Dunning and Heaney and what roles they might play. And then, uh, you know, the big question about Jordan Montgomery, I imagine he's available, and I'd be surprised if we didn't see him. But the guy that just hasn't been mentioned at all, who I think could give the team a big inning if John Gray, or excuse me, if Max Scherzer only gives you three and maybe four innings is John Gray. Uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, you can name any of these guys. It's all hands on deck. I, I, I'd have, uh, you know, my bet is Bruce Bochy doesn't say that Nathan Avaldi isn't available. Uh, I would be surprised if Nathan Avaldi did pitch, but I think anyone else is probably on the table. Wasn't that interesting to see the the Bochy was was Spores and and how he left him out there and you know the Alvarez moment. There were so many huge moments. I was trying to come up with kind of like my list of heroes from last night. And I kept thinking, well, forgot about, okay, yeah, Heim was huge, Garver was huge, Spores, uh, you know, LeClerc. I mean, it just kept coming, and it was uh, remarkable. But, again, it was Bochy kind of in a trusting-his-gut type moment. I mean, I, I know Alvarez is different, and I know he's good against lefties, but still, I mean, you know, you open yourself up to all sorts of second-guessing when you just kind of trust your gut and don't do what maybe the baseball thing is to do, and it worked out. And, again, it was another great moment for him. But, um, I mean, that's, that's, it is remarkable, is it, to see Svors and to see how he's really become maybe the most trusted guy in the bullpen. I mean, he's the guy you feel, quite honestly, best about at this point um, in the postseason. Yeah, I mean, he hasn't allowed a single – or he hadn't allowed a single hit until last night. He's now allowed one hit this postseason. And, you know, again, uh, to go back to the, you know, LCS MVP conversation, if the Rangers were to win, you, you wonder who could get it. And uh, it's not going to be Josh Spores. It, it would be Adolis and Nathan Avaldi, you'd imagine, if the Rangers were fortunate to uh, win tonight. But Josh Spores' name certainly would get thrown out there. Uh, you know, he's he's been outstanding. And for him to perform this way after the way August and September went for him, you know, going into the playoffs, one of the, the common refrains was, well, you know, the Rangers need one or two things to really break their way, one or two guys to really step up who 
maybe didn't sprint through the finish line in a big way. And Josh Boers is, is one of those guys and, and he's been outstanding. And I mean, you're right. I, I don't, you know, maybe some fans would say they still trust Jose Leclerc a little bit more despite the one blemish, but it'd be tough to argue against Josh Boers as being the most trusted, most reliable guy in this bullpen. Uh, and, and I'd also say this, Matt, I, I know that whenever people hear the name Aroldis Chapman, they're triggered. Like it's some, you know, ride from hell, but, you know, Rodas has done a really nice job this series as well. He gave up a home run to Jordan Alvarez on a good pitch. It's just Jordan Alvarez being Jordan Alvarez. Uh, but he's gotten the guys, for the most part, they've asked him to get. And, uh, you know, I imagine you're going to see a Rodas Chapman here in another game seven at Minute Maid Park, much like when the Astros beat the Yankees years ago. Okay, and just getting word, MLB uh, has announced – Abreu's two-game suspension is upheld and will be served for the first two games of the 2024 regular season. All right, so meaning I I guess that he is available uh, tonight for the Astros, right? Yeah, uh, that uh, that would be the case. And, uh, you know, the, the snarky response would be, well, that's good. The Rangers have gotten to him twice, uh, you know, this series. But I think – you know, I, I don't know. I, I would rather face a, an Astros bullpen without Brian Abreu than with, although maybe the Rangers continue to get to him. Maybe this distraction has impacted him. I don't know. I also kind of wonder. I, I'd i be curious. I, I just think if you get suspended for doing something in the postseason, you should have to serve that suspension in the postseason. I mean, otherwise, you know, it, what's the what's the loss? You know, now yeah. there, there's – there's a, a players association degree to this. Everything has to be run through them. Uh, so, you know, the appeals process and maybe, you know, I, I'm, I'll be honest, Matt, I'm a little unclear because I feel like we've heard 17 different things about how this is all going to go down when the, the hearing would be. And would this have to be served during the postseason, or could mm-hmm. it be pushed to the regular season? So I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I do know that the the players association has a say here, and obviously they're always going to look out for the player. Uh, and so perhaps that's kind of how this went down. But you know, that's a big win for the Astros. Uh, you know, having that guy available at least. Uh, you know, he's been one of their best pitchers all year, and uh, I imagine again he will be on the mound tonight in some sort of a critical situation. Jared Sandler joining us, Matt Mosley's show, ESPN Central Texas. He's, of course, the Texas Rangers radio network. You hear him. He's done a ton of games this year. Um, Jared, Max Scherzer, winner-take-all games. As you uh, talked about earlier today, this is his fifth winner-take-all game. He certainly has a game – well, was that a game six memory when he was with the Nats uh, in Minute Maid Park? And, uh, and they, of course, that's 2019. They win that World Series. And he, and he uh, I think that was, was that game seven? And he threw five. I think he gave them five innings. Uh, I'm just thinking back on, and, I, and you, had, you, you had him with, what, three and one. His teams are three and one in winner-take-all games. And he has a 3-1-0 ERA. I I mean, I can't think of anybody else I'd rather have other than maybe Avaldi, but at the same time, we still don't know totally what to expect, do we? Maybe he knocks some of the rust off. He, you got to feel great about his pedigree, but again, does that? Do you, what do you feel about his slider? I mean, it's like it's like we believe in all these intangibles, and you. But 
but you gotta you gotta also factor in you know his limited amount of pitching in the last month month and a half or so. So it's um, it's fascinating. I'd rather have him out there than not have him out there, though. Yeah, and I think you know just with the way this has unfolded, he's probably the best option. And you know, I got asked earlier today, well, why not Dane Dunning? Well, a, a few reasons, and, and not that that's a horrible idea. It's not like Dane has dominated the Astros. It's not like there's some stark matchup advantage. And Dane has this year pitched out of the bullpen and pitched successfully. Max Scherzer has pretty much only started his entire career. And it's just probably a comfort thing. I think with Max, and you're right, yeah, three and one, his teams are three and one when he's pitched in a winner take all game. This, however, is only the second time it's a game seven. There have been a couple game fives and a couple, or, uh, maybe one game five and two wild card games back when the wild card game was uh, just one game. It wasn't a best mm-hmm. of three. Uh, and so that, that game seven was here against Houston 2019 world series. The only other best of seven series in which the road team has won all seven games. So a lot of parallels there. And with Scherzer, there's a lot of conversation on the slider. I think one reason why I like a guy like Max Scherzer in this spot, he's pretty much experienced at all. But I think it's what goes on between the ears. And while there's a big question about the slider, my my counter to that would be, well, maybe it's not about the slider. What about the other stuff? Does he maybe change the way he attacks because he comes to grips with the fact that right now the slider might not be the pitch that it's been. And and maybe it won't be until, you know, an off season of getting back into the lab. Is do we see more cutters? Do we see more curveballs? He just seems like someone who can figure out the puzzle uh, start to start, especially with the blueprint of his most recent start in game three. Uh, with that said, I do think they're going to, like we talked about earlier, have a quick trigger. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think Bruce Bochy, the biggest decision he might make tonight is when to push that button and when to, uh, when to eject before perhaps the Astros can really get to, to Max Scherzer in a big way. All right. Well, I mean, this is exciting. I, um, I, I was at St. Louis for that game seven. I've decided just to stay away. I don't think anything would be helped by me driving uh, down there. Uh, but it's just going to be fun. And, it, well, this is a different mindset, different feeling. This game seven as opposed to that one because you're coming off a win. You're feeling really good. That game, man, after game six, it didn't even, just didn't even feel like they needed to play the game. I mean, they were just, you know, they went into a shell. And fortunately, this team's not built like that, obviously, because of the way they carried themselves last night. So, I mean, again, it's hard to predict any of these things, although I bet you'll make a home run pick. Have you uh, have you shared your, your Rangers home run pick yet, or will you hold off on that? I mean, can you give well, us a Well, I can preview? tell I mean, it Yeah, it hasn't been tweeted, but I don't think that uh... – I don't think that there's any real gain or anything to like teasing it. Uh, you know, we have a draft, so I did not have the first pick, but I, I think the legend of Evan Carter grows with a home run in tonight's Ooh. game. Evan Carter in the three hole. Wouldn't that be fun? And that seemingly would be appropriate for what was the other stat you had? Like 11 consecutive postseason yeah, he, games that he's reached base and that stacks up. Is that like the most of all time for a rookie, or well, what's that? Yeah, yeah. So he's reached he's reached an eleven straight playoff games. It's the longest on base streak in major league in postseason history in the majors. 
by anyone 21 or younger. And uh, for him, it's his first 11 postseason game. So that's not a requirement of the streak. It could be any 11, but mm-hmm. his first career, his first 11 career postseason games, he's reached base. And uh, he is the first player 21 or younger to do it uh, at that length of the streak. So hopefully he makes it 12 tonight. Yeah. Even when he doesn't start, they get him in there pretty quickly, don't they? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It doesn't, no it doesn't take long. Although Grossman, in his defense, Dang, he looked like he almost poked one out of there for a second. I thought, oh, my gosh, if Bochy gets a home run out of him, uh, you know, all bets are off. All right, uh, Jared, have fun. We really have loved having you on through all this, and let's hope we get to have you on during the World Series, okay? I'd love that, Matt. I hope Rangers fans enjoy tonight. Just the third time the Rangers are one game away from uh, – uh, getting to a World Series. So it would be really fun if they can close it out and, uh, and and advance beyond tonight. All right. Thank you very much, sir. Thanks, Matt. Jared Sandler joining the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, one of the top Rangers affiliates in all of the Southwest. All right. Uh, we continue on. And, um, well, I know most of us were baseballing last night. There was a major Sunday night football game. Uh, Aaron was kind of take had one eye on that one, and then of course uh, we had major football yesterday, uh, and um, some very interesting uh, endings. An interesting game also in the NFC East to talk about. Two NFC East teams. All of it coming up in our NFL Blitz package. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. How many miles across Texas have you and your team walked for Let's Walk Waco? As you're stepping toward a healthier lifestyle and connecting with your community and enjoying the great outdoors, don't forget to log your miles as part of the Walk Across Texas Challenge. Your logged miles will help you and your team earn prizes. If you need more information, visit Waco-Texas.com forward slash Walk Waco. Get up, get moving, and let's walk across Texas together. Remember, every step counts. Baylor alumni are more than 160,000 strong. When we all join hands to support our university, we don't just move the needle, we move mountains. Working together, we create life-changing opportunities for students on the field, in the classroom, in the laboratory, and in life for generations to come. So get connected. Get involved. Learn how at baylor.edu slash alumni. Is buying a home on your wish list? Whether you are looking for your first home or your next home, an educated home buyer is the best home buyer. NeighborWorks Waco. Free home buyer education workshop walks you through the home buying process and answers your questions about everything from money management, understanding credit, obtaining a mortgage loan, and shopping for a home to protecting your investment. NeighborWorks Waco has assisted over 3,200 families in achieving their dreams of home ownership. Visit us at nw-waco.org and let us help you make home ownership a reality. The importance of a good set of tires on your vehicle is key for safe and efficient travel. Texas weather can drastically affect the condition of your tires. Make sure your family is safe no matter what the conditions bring. At Gish's Complete Car Care Center, they carry and service all major tire brands. Yokohama, Michelin, Goodrich, and more. 
Let their team of seasoned professional service technicians service your vehicle today. Also, take advantage of their easy and efficient drive-up canopy and complimentary shuttle service to get you where you need to go until they get you rolling great again. Kish's Complete Car Care Service, where keeping you safe is their business. Kish's Complete Car Care Center, located at 5300 Franklin Avenue in Waco and CompleteCarCareCenter.com. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Want to cover sports, news, try advertising, broadcasting? Well, the Baylor Department of Journalism, Public Relations, and New Media has the skills, knowledge, and opportunities you need to succeed in your next career. With five major concentrations and a nationally recognized student media program, whatever you need, we've got you covered. Start your degree today and make a difference. Check us out online and remember, for the best skills in the biz, with Baylor Journalism, Public Relations, and New Media, we've got you covered. Joe Wimpy Agency Farmers Insurance has the experience to help you understand your coverage options. Whether it's auto, home, life, or business insurance, or retirement planning. Joe Wimpy is a multi-time Agent of the Year award winner, and he's proud of his longtime connection to Baylor University. His brother Jerry played football for the Bears. Uncle W.J. Wimpy was Baylor chaplain for 50 years, and his son Bo played baseball for the Green and Gold. If you're looking for a new insurance quote, call or text Joe Wimpy Agency Farmers Insurance today, 972-771-8051. Waco is known for Texas traditions, a booming economy, and a world-class university. It's a great place to live, and Monk Wilson Mandela is a proud member of the Waco community. Monk Wilson is a business law firm with deep Waco roots. They are proudly embedded in the Waco community and understand the immense potential of this growing city. Their attorneys live in Waco. They understand the court system unique to Waco and throughout Texas. When Monk Wilson attorneys represent you, they help you grow your business and bring relevant ideas to market. More importantly, they protect your business locally and nationally. They believe in the power of passionate people and innovative ideas. They believe in Waco. Learn more about Monk Wilson Mandela's Waco office by calling 254-362-2300 or visit their website, monkwilson.com. That's M-U-N-C-K Wilson.com. That number again, 254-362-2300. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. On his Matt Mosley show, rolling through the day, getting you ready for uh, game seven tonight, 7.03 first pitch. And, um, wow, what an exciting time it is for all of us as the Rangers try to get in the World Series. And last night was one of the most amazing and gutsiest performances I've seen in all my many years of Rangers coverage and fandom, going back to probably when I'd go out to Turnpike Stadium when I was five or six years old in the late 70s, early 80s. Wow. Wow. That was amazing. But you hear the music. You know what it means. We had NFL games yesterday. Man, I got to I got to watch some. That Cleveland, the end of the Cleveland indie game had my attention Giants and Commanders, even though both teams are pretty bad, I got to say, that kind of had my attention. Even was checking on the Falcons. 
yesterday. And then Aaron was keeping a close eye on the Eagles last night. Eagles and Dolphins. A Dolphins team which Aaron has really uh, been enamored with this season. Uh, Aaron, where do we start in this episode of the NFL Blitz? We will start with Monday Night Football, despite the two of us and most of our listening audience being more interested in, obviously, Game 7 of the ALCS tonight. The Monday Night matchup on ABC and ESPN. The 49ers travel to Minnesota to take on the Vikings. That's a 7-15 first pitch on ABC and ESPN. The big question going into the game, would 49ers all-pro running back Christian McCaffrey play tonight? And the answer is yes. He will play tonight, according to ESPN's Adam Schefter. McCafferty listened as questionable for the game with an oblique injury. Also, according to the Schefter article, they have been working on it literally day and night since it happened. But that yeah. also means that he hasn't practiced at all. So no one knows how he'll react to being hit with the injury after a week of rest. I would not play him. I, I, just I wouldn't either. They can beat Minnesota without him. They're okay, man. I know Purdy did not have a great game, and I'm not saying they don't need McCaffrey, but they need him more down the road. An oblique. I don't even – Aaron, do you have an oblique muscle? Are we do you, Are you born with those? I guess you are. Technically, we have an oblique. But uh, mine is not very developed. Therefore, I can't really pull one. Like, I think I could go play <laughs> eight sets of consecutive tennis, and I would not hurt my oblique. My legs would be tired. My legs would be – would be heavy, uh, but uh, the oblique is a tough one for a guy like. Uh, I mean, he's that, and that is a nagging type deal. Why in the world would you not just rest that? This may be some gamesmanship to to make them, you know, prepare for him. By the way, Aaron, I haven't even mentioned. Think about all these Rangers we've done. I know it's exciting, and we'll have a lot of Baylor as we get into the. Uh, four o'clock hour and campus confidential but yes i mean i watched every minute of it was very happy to see the bears pull one out and was worried at the end and the old defense got the job done and uh, did Corey gordon get there a little early maybe maybe but they didn't call it did they i just kind of a bang bang type play he got there right as the ball arrived i was oh yeah i certainly didn't have any problem with the call but um, And I think even the play before, Cincinnati people were upset about. But um, I forgot, Aaron, like before that game, I suddenly realized I'd had, I had a couple of buddies that cover that were there at the game covering the Bearcats. I did not really do a good job last week of thinking about some of my Bearcat friends. Okay, I've got to start locking this down. But uh, great win for the Baylor Bears. Tremendous and now we can all gather around for homecoming. Go beat Iowa State and get to 4-4 four and four on this season. And then be thinking about a bowl game. If you get to 4-4, four and four, you got to think, you think, hey, there's a bowl game. I mean, look at TCU. That looked like a tough game to me. TCU goes out and gets beat 41-3. I mean, didn't even show up. Barely got off the bus. Just got completely humiliated. Golly, 41-3. Aaron, I mean, that's embarrassing. I, I can't even – got to look back and see what in the world happened 
but the uh, Horn Frogs embarrassed. Okay, Aaron, continue. This is an NFL segment. Eagles made a trade today, adding some much-needed reinforcement to their banged-up secondary, se- secondary as they have acquired safety Kevin Byard from the Tennessee Titans. Titan, uh, Byard has 27 interceptions since being drafted by the Titans in 2016. He was first-team All-Pro twice in 2017 and 2021, and last year had over 100 tackles for the Titans. So the Eagles continue to improve their already pretty good roster. Yeah, I mean, that's that's interesting. I mean, you know, here they are, one of the best teams um, in the uh, – and I was, I was just kind of curious about his age. Kevin Byard, 30 years old, and the Eagles are sending Tennessee, as Aaron was talking about, uh, fifth – and sixth-round picks in 2024, along with safety Ter- uh, uh, Terrell Edmonds. Aaron, do you remember anything about Terrell Edmonds? I don't know. Uh, Byard, as Aaron was talking about, in his eighth NFL season, and um, wow, he was a he was a uh, those first-team All-Pro. That is very very impressive, and. Um, I, I mean it to me uh, it I mean it makes it makes sense as a favorable contract two years 25 million and then we'll also be able to help mentor the young teammates um, the Eagles have had that injury riddled safety position Aaron with young players like, Reed Blankenship and Sidney Brown, uh, but both have struggled to stay on the field. So, uh, really interesting um, that that whole scene there. So that's good stuff, Aaron. I, I like uh, I like a good trade when it goes down. After playing only ten snaps yesterday. Atlanta Falcons coach Arthur Smith said running back B. John Robinson will, quote, be fine. Robinson said after the game that he was suffering from headaches and began, quote, feeling weird Saturday night. He said he struggled to sleep and woke up Sunday feeling completely out of it. Took medicine to try to feel better, but his head continued to hurt. That was why coach Arthur Smith said he played so little in yesterday's game. He did, however, have a three-yard run on the game's last drive to set up Young Hoku's game-winning field goal. So he helped them win, but he lost a lot of people, a lot of fantasy <laughs> matchups yesterday, I'm pretty sure. Not me, yeah. but only because of luck. Uh, I had I him like starting young... and won anyway. Okay. All right. So able to overcome. Aaron, able to overcome adversity. I like that uh, on his uh, on his fantasy <laughs> team. Um, I'll tell you what, I'm watching more of this uh, – that home run that just got over Tucker's glove, Aaron. Mm-hmm. And there was a Rangers fan who, I mean, he he was right there and he just put his arm under the glove. I mean, that would have been, you know, very, very Ooh. interesting had <laughs> he interfered. Um, Yeah, yeah, I'm watching this thing over and over. Boy, he had that hand right under Tucker's glove but did not interfere. Tucker misplayed that ball. Would have been a nice play. 
Would have been a nice play, but the truth is he's a good enough player. He should have made that catch. He just he got out of position, and then he tried to lunge back at it, and he just couldn't get to it last night. All right, it is the NFL Blitz. You hear the music. You know what it means. And uh, Aaron and I kind of go throughout the league to uh, to see what's going on. I Aaron, I I got to say the uh, the Browns were given a lot of help down there. <laughs> now they moved the ball down the field, and I, and that PJ Walker, I like some of the plays he made. Okay, so you got to kind of run the plays to get some help. But man, they called a pass interference on. Okay, so one of them. Cooper, who didn't do anything for the Browns all day, runs a nice little route. And the guy, boy, he barely made contact with him, but they called holding on that. And and it was a first down. And so then they get down there, first and goal situation, and they throw one in the end zone. And Aaron, that, that ball was totally un- – and I know sometimes people are like, well, they don't really have uncatchable. Well, yeah, they – there are balls that are, if it's like way out of line, like there's no way in the world the guy was going to catch it, you got to let it go. Even in the NFL, they do that. And did he have a, was he tugging on him? Yeah. Was that ball in, is there any scenario where anybody could jump up and get to that ball? I don't think so. And so they got the ball at the one yard line, end up finally running that ball in with about 15 seconds left. And Cleveland escapes with a ooh, Aaron. What was that in the end? It looked like when I think when I tuned in, it was thirty-eight, thirty-three. So whatever it came out to, but wow, that was really, really interesting. And who did uh, who's Indy have quarterback? It was that Minshew, yeah, doing his thing through much of the day. Mm-hmm. And it was thirty-nine, uh, yeah. thirty-eight, Browns. Thirty-nine, thirty-eight. Browns end up winning that thing. So what a uh, what a ball game. <laughs> what a ball game. The ending on that was very interesting. Aaron, did you have any others you wanted to hit? Just a note on that game. Uh, yeah. If you were wondering why P.J. Walker was in the game, starting quarterback Deshaun Watson exited in the first quarter after taking a hit from, from a uh, Colts defender. He cleared concussion protocol, but head coach uh, Kevin Stefanski Opted to go with backup P.J. Walker the rest of the game. He said he did that to protect his player and to be cautious. Yeah, I <laughs> I find it really, I mean, it's interesting. I mean, like, if he truly did that, then I got to applaud him. Sure. Like, if it was really, you know, protecting him, even though he'd been cleared, I like the move. But – he had started like one for five with an interception. All right, let's keep that. Let's keep that in mind. Last one Aaron I had was the uh, NFL has. Uh, uh, this just went down. They've suspended Broncos safety Kareem Jackson for four games for repeated violations of unnecessary roughness rules. He was ejected from Sunday's game against the Packers for his sideline hit on Packers tight end Luke. A Musgrave in the fourth quarter. Second time this season he was ejected for an illegal hit. On the play in question, uh, you delivered a forceful blow to the head, to the head-neck area of defenseless receiver when you had the time and space to avoid such contact. 
you could have made contact with your opponent within the rules, yet you chose not to. That was the letter from Vice President of Football Ops John Runyon, former congressman, by the way, and offensive tackle for the uh, Philadelphia Eagles, wrote in a letter to Jackson. All right, Aaron, good stuff. That is the NFL Blitz. We go to Minute Maid, and we talk to Rangers broadcaster, uh, TV broadcaster Dave Raymond. We do it next. Nobody covers football in Central Texas like ESPN Central Texas. Hey, folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. I'd like to thank everyone that supports JTC and that our family values your business. Our new inventory is growing daily, and our used car inventory is stacking high. So give us the opportunity to earn your business with transparency and zero hidden fees. So give us a call, 254-840-3261 or 24-7 at turnerchevy.com. And remember, folks, we're just a heartbeat away in McGregor. We treat you like family. Find new roads. Morrison's Gifts, Waco's oldest family-owned gift store, has moved. Visit their new expanded location a few feet from their old space. Enjoy a new shopping experience with new product arriving weekly. At Morrison's, you'll find great Texas and American products like John Hart leather goods, Consuela bags and purses, locally sourced gourmet items, and great gift items for babies and kids. Can't decide? They specialize in designing custom gift baskets, local delivering, and shipping anywhere. That's Morrison's Gifts at the corner of Valley Mills and Waco Drive, close to Jason's Deli. At Lewis Insurance Group, we work for our customers, not the insurance companies. Let us take care of all your insurance needs, your business, your home, your farm and ranch. We want to serve you with all your insurance needs. We have over 100 carriers, and we write and shop our insured rates annually to make sure you're getting the best rates available. At Lewis Insurance Group, we have 50 years combined experience and the best customer service in the business. Call Lewis Insurance Group today at 254-753-2505. Flinging a green and gold worldwide on the web at SyntechSportsFan.com. Are you ready to have your garage back? Check out Lone Star Structures, affordable storage sheds, cabins, greenhouses, and dog kennels. Lone Star Structures is family-owned, and their skilled craftsmen have been building top-notch storage sheds for more than 25 years. Browse their available inventory at LoneStarStructures.com or customize your own with their 3D shed builder. Stop by today at Highway 77 in Rosebud Lot. Call 254-583-4411 or visit LoneStarStructures.com. Lone Star Structures. Buy local. Buy from folks you can trust. Jesse Britt's Automotive wants to help your car get ready for the Texas heat. Now through Saturday, they're offering free automotive AC checkup with any vehicle service at Jesse Britt's Automotive. Plus, let them help keep your car roadworthy with their computerized alignments discounted for a limited time at only $49.99. The alignments come with free tire rotation and free visual brake inspection. Just mention this ad, Jesse Britt's Automotive. Discounting your prices, not your service. Save thousands of dollars on a new or used boat at Marineland Boating Center's Fall Clearance Sale. Marineland is now your local dealer for Mercury motor-powered national bestsellers, Tracker, Sun Tracker, Nitro, and Tahoe. So we're clearing out our previous inventory, and many of our boats are now priced at dealer invoice costs. You won't find these prices anywhere else. Or you can be one of the first to buy a new 2024 model Tracker with a powerful Mercury motor. Only at Marineland Boating Center, I-35 and Loop 340. Marineland Boating Center is an authorized WRNG boat dealer. Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning 
or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. On his Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show, Dave Raymond joining us now, Rangers play-by-play for Bally Sports Southwest. Dave, I just noticed, my gosh, I mean, you've been on the air, 7.55 a.m., did a 3 o'clock hit, now doing a Mosley show at 4. I mean, I, I, hope you're, uh, I hope you're pacing yourself, and I'm sure Houston folks have had you on as well. But uh, great, to, uh, great to have you, and I'm sure the adrenaline's, I mean, it's rolling at this point. After last night, which had, it was one of the great victories in Rangers history. I've been watching this stuff for a long, long time. But with everything on the line and everything that had happened, Dave, it, it felt like one of the gutsiest wins they'd ever had. I think you have a very strong argument there. Um, and first of all, thanks for having me on. Uh, yeah. Always always a treasure uh, to, to join you, man. And um, listen, the, the, you're right. The adrenaline's starting to take over. And it, I have been at it all day, but it's just, it's like we're just getting warmed up. We're just getting to the good stuff here. Uh, today, but that game, I, I, t- to your point, the backdrop, right, of the way things went down on Friday, and you know, all the drama at the end of that game with the benches clearing, and then the suspension, and Dusty not leaving the field, and all all of that, you know, and then just no doubt the the mood of fans heading into Sunday. I mean, it was a gut punch. That really that was a low point of sorts. And to come back, win the game like that, accent it with Garcia overcoming all of the, the, the nonsense surrounding him. I mean, just boot mercilessly for his first four bats, getting the golden sombrero for strikeouts. <laughs> and then in that big moment with the bases, now, and, and, and I don't even know, it, it lost in all this. You'll remember he came up to the plate and Maldonado, doing what Maldonado always does, comes up with another little mind game. Suddenly his pitch com doesn't work. Oh yeah, my pitch com doesn't work. And so now we gotta have a pause while Bombi stands there waiting for his chance. I thought it was just the most beautiful thing of all time for him then to calm himself down in a way that we haven't seen him really be able to do and make that nice relaxed swing and pound a ball 110 miles an hour over the fence for a grand slam. It was it was a thing of beauty. Yeah, and then to see in the background on that one view uh, <laughs> of the fans streaming out of Minute Maid, I mean, you know that place, you know that fan base, you've lived in Houston. I mean, I, so you have a great understanding of both fan bases. But that was, that was, uh, that for Rangers fans, uh, Dave, uh, that was pretty neat to watch that and to see that angle. Because I kept waiting for that angle. It may have been. Valley Sports that I finally saw that because um, I wanted to see what his reaction was, right? Fox didn't yeah. show that in the game. Fox Sports 1, you didn't quite see what he did right after it went out. And they usually show you about three or four different takes. 
but he kind of he didn't do that much. I mean, based nope. on what he he does, he just kind of dropped his bat, and he never races around the bases. But that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. uh, but man, what a what a scene! And then just the silence, and then it was almost like all at once, everybody just kind of got up and left. I mean, that I mean, he that, had, is, that was remarkable. Yeah, he hadn't reached first base, right? Because and that's where that's where he really enjoys it is in those those early moments. He likes to walk very slowly, take his first three or four strides in an absolute stroll to first base. And by the time he was two-thirds of the way to first base, you see people, and that view you're talking about is like down the left field line looking yeah. in toward the plate, so you see the fans along the first base line. I mean, he's about two-thirds of the way to first base, and you see fans just turning their backs and shuffling to the aisle and heading out. I mean, that's unbelievable. He hadn't even he hadn't even touched a base yet. And they're like, "Oh, the hell with it. We're get, we're out of here. I can't take any more of this." It was really it was really something. And I, you know, talking to Astros people, even you know, broadcasters, media, and whatnot. Yeah. Um, it's, in a way, I think this series hasn't felt that real to them. You know what I mean? Like. They're used to the postseason. They're used to high-stakes baseball. They're used to seeing teams like the Yankees and, and the other usual suspects in the postseason, maybe the maybe the, the Red Sox or the Rays or whomever. But the fact that it's the Rangers, I think, has, has kind of created a, a little bit of a disconnect for some Astros fans and whatnot. And I think now suddenly they find themselves almost dazed, like, what what is happening? Are we really going to game seven with the Rangers <laughs> for the ALCS? And it's a reality. It's here. And there are a lot of reasons why, as a Rangers fan, you might look at this and feel really, really good, which is kind of crazy given the recent history of these two clubs where the, where the Astros are coming from and where the Rangers are coming from. Uh, I'm not saying that the Rangers have the advantage per se here, I don't know if there is one when you get to a game seven, but I will say that there are a number of elements that, that line up uh, pretty well for them, whether that's the manager, the, um, uh, you know, the way this lineup is played, certainly the location of the ball game. So uh, yeah, I think for Rangers fans, man, it's kind of a, it's kind of a giddy little moment right now. I also think the team that forced that forces a game seven by winning game six, have that, you know, they have that little momentum piece going with them as well. So this is this is going to be a really really fun, if not nerve wracking, night tonight. Well, in this Astros, what should be a big home field advantage, you're right, has not been one, and it hasn't been one for them at all this season. It doesn't it doesn't totally make much sense. Do you view this as just some sort of huge aberration, or is this something you think has maybe seeped into their heads a little bit, like? They, they've now lost enough games at home where it has to be in their minds a little bit. I mean, obviously, it all comes down to one game. You, you would think they're not thinking about that. But how could you not? When you've won that, when you've been that great on the road, what is their record now? 53 and 30. I'm trying to update it in my head. And then on the, on the, I mean, it's just on the road. And then at home, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, you've called a lot of games there. Can you make any sense? of what has what this has been like for the Astros this season. So, to clear it up, they are 56 and 30 
away from Minute Maid Park this year <laughs> and averaging almost six runs a game. At home, Houston is 40 and 46. They've been outscored pretty solidly, and they average a little better than four runs per game. And they're also they're trying to do something that's never been done. No team has ever reached the World Series with a losing home record, and that's what they're trying to do. Um, so, yes, it's stunning. They've scored six runs in the three games they've hosted at home in this series. Now, to your question about what is it and would it be in their head, I, I would say this. What do we say about most sporting events, most competitive endeavors? These athletes are so talented. They're so good on both sides. Whether we're talking NFL, college-level sports, whether we're talking baseball or basketball, we always come back around to what percentage of the game is mental. It's like, well, 90% of the game is mental. How many times yeah, yeah. have you heard that? How many times have you said And when you have kids and you watch them go through things and you, you try to encourage them, if you realize, oh, my gosh, yeah, there is <laughs> the mental side is really, really powerful. And to that end, are they thinking about it? Well, I don't know. I know that they've been asked about it ad nauseum. They get asked every single person who comes up every day, pregame and postgame, boy, can you explain what's going on in your home ballpark? Can you, even the, the Rangers get asked, boy, do you guys have any explanation for what's going on with them and their home ballpark? And they chuckle and say, nope, and we don't really care um, because it suits them. But, yes, I think for Houston, they, interestingly to me, they built this, uh, this mental maze that they've put themselves in. They've created it. And they talk about the backdrop. Well, it's, it's leafy. It's got all those vines back there. It's different than other backdrops, which are matte paint and green. Ours is leaves and stuff, so there's light that reflects off it. It's busy back there. There's a Houston Astros logo back there. There's all the, yeah. the people moving around on the walkway, and there's these restaurants and there's these lights. It's like, good God. I mean, they have worked themselves into a frenzy over this <laughs> backdrop. And so even if they want to disregard it at this point, they have – they have built enough negative equity in their head on this that it's there and, and it's real for them. And great. You know, the Rangers will take it. How about this, Matt? In home sellouts, they've had 28 home sellouts this year, including the postseason. Mm-hmm. Houston is 7-21 and 21 in home sellouts. So it's almost as if as the lights get brighter and the noise gets louder and the stage gets bigger – the effect gets worse for them. So who knows what it's going to be like tonight? I, I do think it's an absolute factor in, in this ball game and, and will be tonight, and I can't wait to see how it plays out. Well, seven oh three first pitch, Dave Raymond, who does such a great job, Rangers play-by-play, he and C.J., Valley Sports Southwest. And, Dave, they'll put other people with you from time to time and always enjoy it. You've got a, good, you've got a great cast there. Um, now, Scherzer... And Christian Javier, I mean, this is fascinating with Max because, like, who else would you rather have? But you can't help but think, well, the guy hadn't pitched a lot lately. And, yeah, the slider wasn't really working last time out. Um, I mean, he he's remained very positive after that start. So the hope is he knocked off the rust, and then he just summons all his ability because he's done these winner-take-all. So, I mean, it's just weird because in some ways – you love having Scherzer because of who he is 
in the intangibles. But he hadn't pitched a whole lot. I mean, the other guy might be a better option. I mean, in Javier and some of his postseason numbers. So it's a it's a strange matchup. Do you have any sense of what to expect from Scherzer? And I would imagine there will be a quick hook in place because there's no, you know, with the game seven, there's no ability to, well, let's let him try to work through this. No, it's, it's uh, you know, we, get, we need to move on to the next guy if he's not right. Yeah, I, I mean, I, so there are a lot of good points and interesting things to consider in there. And let's start with, with Scherzer since he's a primary concern from the Rangers' standpoint, uh-huh. I think that his reaction after that start on Wednesday was encouraging to me. I, I, you know, he is a positive mindset warrior. He's a guy who uh, has all the confidence in the world and then steals a little bit extra of confidence from other people. He's, he's an absurd human being. And um, <laughs> he, really, he really does believe that he can beat Everybody every day, not somebody or whatever. He, he thinks he's better than everybody every day, and you love it about him. And I, I love it when he's out there and he's, he's like self-motivating, yelling at himself, swearing and going nuts. I mean, he's a psychopath, and that's what we love about him. Uh, I thought his, you know, when we go back to that game on, on Wednesday, his velocity was up a tick. So my concerns about the health of the shoulder and his arm well, that allayed those fears. He looked really good that way. Um, the slider was not good. And one thing we noticed, at least just going through some of the numbers, was that his extension wasn't very good. That is to say he wasn't getting down the hill very far. And it's almost like he's just holding back a little bit on that slider. And to it, the slider wasn't effective. So, so that's, that's going to be something to watch tonight. And his changeup wasn't all that effective. He only used it a handful of times, but it really didn't fool anybody. He didn't throw it for a strike. And so it really was then all about the fastball, and it just wasn't enough to get it done. But he did look healthy. He did get to four innings. He threw a lot of pitches. I, I just don't think they're going to ask him to throw a lot of pitches. I think if he goes through the lineup once or maybe uh, faces, let's say, 10 to 15 hitters, that, that's probably enough. With game seven, as they like to say, all hands on deck. Well, mm-hmm. what do we talk about all year long when we talk about pitching? So, well, here's how he does first time through the order. Correct. Here's what the numbers look second time through the order. And, oh, my gosh, avert your eyes third time through the order. Well, this manager doesn't like his starters to face anybody more than twice. Whatever. Well, in a game seven, all bets are off. You don't have to worry about it. You've got – Nothing but depth in your bullpen. You could use John Gray uh, against the lefties. You can use Dane Dunning for an inning if you want. You, you've got everything out there. And so you're going to play every single possible matchup to your advantage. And you're not necessarily going to need five innings from Scherzer. So I think they're just going to ask him to go just put the pedal down and unload everything you got. And let's see if it's an inning. Great. If it's four innings, fabulous. We don't really care. Just be effective when you're out there. Be a bulldog, and then we'll have you know a cavalry right behind you ready to come in. So I, I feel pretty good. He talked about adjustments that he was prepared to make, things that he thought didn't go right but that he gets now after the game, like, oh, yeah, I did that wrong. Or is this wrong? I've got a plan if I get a chance to face him again. 
So if you believe Max Scherzer, and why would you not, um, then then you got to feel pretty good about that. And when you consider the stage, there's there are only two guys who have pitched more times in a winner-take-all scenario in the postseason. And he will tie those two guys tonight uh, by making his fifth winner-take-all postseason game. And he'll join Roger Clemens and Garrett Cole, two pretty good pitchers. Scherzer, his reputation is, uh, speaks for itself. So I think you feel good you got the right guy there. Two other things. One is the managers. Bruce Bochy never lost a game seven. He's won every time. Dusty Baker never won a game seven. He's lost every one. In a, in a winner-take-all scenario or a, a, a clinch game scenario, Boach is unmatched. Uh, he's very good. Now, the problem? So those are all the reasons why I feel good, Matt. Here's what bothers me. What bothers me is Christian Javier. Mm-hmm. He's really good. Like, like really good. As a starter in the postseason, 4-0 and 4 starts. Um, he started his postseason career as a starter with 21 consecutive scoreless innings. The only human to start a longer scoreless inning streak to begin his postseason uh, career was Christy Matheson of the New York Whoa. Giants. So, and he went 28 innings. Christian Javier is legit, and he wore the Rangers out with his fastball on Wednesday. And we'll see if he comes out throwing that fastball uh, as often as he did last time. And if the Rangers make an adjustment, it's not overpowering, but it has that great spin. It stays up in the zone, and guys have a hard time getting on top of it. That'll be the challenge. Um, they got to get Christian Javier out of there as soon as possible. My hope is that Dusty Baker has in his mind this, this notion that, like, well, I can play matchups. I'll, uh, you know, because I've got the depth of pitching tonight. Um, I'll use everybody. Great. Please do. Please get Christian Javier out of there. Mm-hmm. I hope that's the way he's thinking. Um, and it maybe one time through the order, that'll be great. And Christian, you're done. If that's the case in the Rangers, uh, I really, really like their chances in this one. All right. Dusty wouldn't leave the dugout, would he, the other night? That was that was pretty amazing was theater to just see him. And he was just getting mad, and he would holler a little bit more. I mean, that's just strange. <laughs> you get ejected, and he's just like, I'm not going to leave. I've seen yeah. – I saw my dad do that one time in church softball. He did get – he would not leave the field when told to leave the field. I've not seen a Major <laughs> League Baseball manager. Uh, we did see Bobby V – try to sneak back in right with the um right. the mustache but yeah yep. uh dusty just to not leave now brian abreu two game uh, suspension has been upheld and it'll be served for the first two games of 2024 which is not much of a penalty if you're going to penalize somebody and rule on it and say yes we're going to uphold it interesting that you just go well we'll do it the following season i mean they they just were yeah. trying not to run afoul of the astros here uh, which is interesting, but um, but yeah, they're going to wait and do that first two games of uh, next season. So Abreu will be uh, will be ready for the Astros. Yeah, and I think as as much as it pains me to say it, I think that's the right thing to do um, because if you want to have the conversation about was it intentional or not, mm-hmm. I think there it's a great conversation and argument that can be had, um, but. How can we really pretend to know? 
None of us can pretend to know. I don't necessarily want to take anybody or everybody at their word either. I mean, I have, I have opinions. I can, I, you know, my, my eyes tell me something, and, and my mind tells me something. But at the end of the day, we can't really know. We, we just can't know his intent. And to shorthand a team in a game seven of an ALCS, you know, just doesn't feel great. And there is a precedent for not doing that. So uh, I, I get it. I get it. At the very least, you really made them sweat it out. And they had to stress about it uh, in yesterday's game and, and in the better part of today. But mm-hmm. I think at the end, this is probably the right move to let him, uh, you know, let him be available to participate tonight if they want to go that route. But that was a, that was a wild scene, man. And thank Thank goodness for it in a lot of ways. Um, I think the first two games in my mind were absolute snoozers, even though they were close, low-scoring games. Uh, they were snoozers. There was no drama. There was no edge. Even games three and four, eh, eh, kind of flat. So thank yeah. God for game five. It was intense. It gave us the energy of game six yesterday. And now how could you do better than this game seven? We all know the hatred is there. These teams, uh, you know, want to crush each other. And, um, and now it's, it's all down to one game. <laughs> one game tonight between two teams from the same state who hate one another. It's, uh, it's as great <laughs> as you can get. Well, Dave, I, I knew you'd be great on it. You have a unique perspective. You know both organizations really well. And so... Man, I hope you enjoy it. I don't know if you can enjoy it, right? I mean, it's just um, – it, it, it is, but it's amazing theater. And uh, Game 7, I mean, just everything riding on it. Have a great time uh, watching it. And thank you so much for being on with us. And, uh, I mean, it's a long day of broadcasting uh, for you, all right? So uh, enjoy your next radio hit. Yeah, listen, that's why we do it, man. This is this – is... This is what we've all dreamed of, so I, I, have, uh, I have no qualms talking about this stuff. Thanks for having me, Matt. You bet. Dave Raymond uh, has done it for a lot of years and was used to be with the Astros, does it for the Rangers now, Bally Sports Southwest, and so a great guy to have on today. And uh, Dave's got a lot of different thoughts and, and does such a nice job calling these games on, uh, on TV. And I always – I feel bad the TV guys do all these games all year, and then, of course, TBS and Fox get to take this thing over, but Valley's does a nice uh, post-game show, and they do a lot of pregame, post-game type stuff, and uh, Emily Jones a part of that as well. So uh, really appreciative of uh, Dave jumping on with us. All right, let's. Uh, we got Campus Confidential at 440. I'll do uh, some quick thoughts on a, a very important – and momentous win uh, for the Baylor Bears out in Cincinnati. We'll discuss next. This is ESPN Central Texas. In the market for a new metal roof? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal roofs that are impact, fire, and windstorm resistant and will lower your insurance considerably. Your roof will be figured correctly, and they offer a wide variety of panels and colors to make sure it looks sharp. Everyone wants to protect their hard-earned assets from harsh Texas weather, and a metal roof is the best way to protect your home. Pioneer Steel and Pipe with locations in Waco and Bryan and at Pioneer 
TheBoys.com. Total Office Solutions is one of the largest locally owned and operated commercial furniture dealers in Central Texas. Their staff of consultants provide project management, layout design, and turnkey installations. Whether you need chairs, desk, or complete furniture renovation, Total Office Solutions is your provider of all steel, Han, JSI, and Gunlock furniture. Total Office Solutions, where customer service and satisfaction is their number one goal. 216 Schroeder Drive in Waco and at MyTotalOffice.com. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. Have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Now that football season is here and cooler weather is right around the corner, it's time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and have been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. They have financing options to fit any budget. That's any budget. Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. And don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. How many miles across Texas have you and your team walked for Let's Walk Waco? As you are stepping toward a healthier lifestyle and connecting with your community and enjoying the great outdoors, don't forget to log your miles as part of the Walk Across Texas Challenge. Your logged miles will help you and your team earn prizes. If you need more information, visit waco-texas.com forward slash walk waco. Get up, get moving, and let's walk across Texas together. Remember, every step counts. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas, football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Voss. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Oh, yeah. It is uh, the Matt Mosley Show. Aaron, we've got breaking, more breaking news on the Michigan scandal. 
It continues. Whoa. Oh, <laughs> I like that. I like the quick trigger breaking news. Um, I'll just give a little preview, Aaron, and then you can share it as uh, as we get into Campus Confidential here in a little bit. But uh, uh, ESPN now reporting that Michigan staffer Connor Stallions bought tickets for more than 30 games at 11 Big Ten schools over the past three years. This is a former, um, he went to one of the academies. I, I'm trying to remember if he was a Naval Academy. One of the academies um, Connor Stallions did and had some, had some Army background, had some military background, and the man had a knack for being able to pick up signs. And again, not illegal necessarily to steal signs. But you can't you can't be using cameras or sideline taping and you cannot buy tickets and go to other teams games. Do other people do it? Maybe so. But it appears that Michigan has been caught red-handed. Aaron, maybe they'll they'd be smart to just do what Kansas and Bill Self has done and somehow like turn themselves into victims. Oh my gosh, they they made us do Adidas made us do all this. I mean, it was not our fault. And suddenly it'll be like, how did Kansas overcome all of this and still win the tournament? Well, I maybe because they'd been cheating for about a decade. Maybe that's how. Oh man. I like Bill, and I got great friends who are Kansas people, so I'm kind of taking it somewhat easy on them. But I just this this thing when they turn around and act like, oh look what's happened to us, and Michigan will somehow do it. Oh, they're after us. They're after Coach Harbaugh. They just hate Coach Harbaugh. Well, maybe that's the case. But if you have a big target and you win a lot of games, you got to be you got to watch it. They'll come after you. And it appears that Michigan and that uh, shadowy staffer, they've they've turned their uh, they've turned their lonely eyes to the Wolverines. And uh, yeah, that's very, very interesting. Now, we will have campus confidential coming up. We'll have more of that in campus confidential. Um, thank you, Baylor Bears. For what you did out there in Cincy, offense was supposed to, uh, you know, Mac Rhodes made it very clear. He had conversations with Dave Aranda. He wanted answers. Um, it was not good enough. And what happened against Tech and then, of course, what happened against Texas a couple of weeks before that, it just, um, the you know, they didn't have any threat of the and, – and Dave Aranda came right out and said this last Monday – Hey, we're going to have to throw the ball to get the running game going. We're going to have to throw the ball on early downs. Something has to change. Well, it was a difficult week, I think, for the offensive staff and all the staff members. They all came together, and you know what? They went out and helped manufacture a win. Now, you needed Keytron Jackson, who was being interfered with like crazy, and, and a guy was had a hold of him to make a big play. After the offense looked horrible early, they found a way, started opening things up, didn't run the ball at all. Finally ran the ball like once with five minutes left in the first half. First time they tried to run the ball. I think they ran a stretch play off the uh, off the right side. Ran a stretch play. 
Uh, trying to think. I think so. I think it was. Might I can't remember. If it might have been. I can't remember if it was Dom or Richard. They finally ran a traditional running play that was not like a jet sweep or something with like five minutes left in the first half. But you know what they did? They went out and they found a way. And guys made huge plays in the passing game. Thank you, Jake Roberts. Thank you, Drake Dabney. I mean, thank you, Kelsey. Kelsey Johnson. Aaron, big number 87. A couple times, one time they threw it out to him on the left side and he just started dragging Cincinnati players with him. And and I heard him say, well, where's the rest of the guys? They should have been up there pushing him. He didn't need them. He got a first down on his own. I mean, you know, and I, again, the broadcasters on ESPN Plus, okay, let's not act like they're going to give us Al Michaels. They were fine. The guy had a nice, uh, had a nice like dark dress shirt on in the booth, and whoever he had with him, he kept saying he was a Super Bowl guy. Nice folks. They were fine. I mean, they did some weird stuff. I mean, you know, it's kind of nervous type folks when they can't get the flip chart right, and they're saying T.J. Franklin plays for Cincinnati. I get it, and I know some of you are like, ah, turning down the sound. That's fine. I mean, I I love listening to to uh, John and J.J. and Ricky. I get that. I mean, if you can sync up the radio to the TV, that's the best way to go. But, I, I, you know, these guys were fine. I didn't have that big of a problem. Um, but Re- Baylor stepped up when they had to. And, and, Aaron, I cannot tell you how negative our old buddy Roeder, I mean, he's still like even the second half, oh, Baylor's horrible, Baylor's this and that. I don't care. I don't care. Find a way to win the game. Find a way to win the game. Find a way to escape. Get to the quarterback. That special teams play when they made it 17-7 loomed large. Isaiah Hankins, the left, left-footed left kicker. Oh, my gosh, he's good. Aaron, I mean, it's it's wild to have like a, and I'm not saying we hadn't had good. Stork was good. Mayers was good. I, we've had good kickers, okay? But, I mean, to have somebody that's just like deadly to actually have a weapon where you're like, okay, well, we got a 53 yard attempt. Do we, is there any chance at this thing? It's, it's like a 70 or 80% chance. He's going to hit a 54 yard field goal. Like that's how good he is. I mean, 43 and 46 were nothing for him. Like he was hitting those like chip shots. Thank you, Isaiah Hankins. Thank you for whoever recruited him. I mean, Aaron, it's just awesome to have like a great kicker, like it's crazy, and uh, and the Bears uh, and in a special teams play where Caleb Parker goes down. The guy had already bumbled the kickoff. He picks it back up. He starts running for it, and Caleb Parker, number forty-seven for the Bears, and I mean he's a great special teams dude. He's become one of the special teams type captains. I mean, he is really good. Walk-on, former walk-on. Aaron, guess where he's from? Lake Highlands High School, Dallas, Texas. All right, Richardson Independent School District. Caleb Parker makes a hit, and then Byron Vaughns, formerly of University of Texas by way of Utah State, uh, ball pops out of there, and he just says, thank you very much. I'll be taking this to the house. And runs it in, and the Bears get an early lead, and it felt great. It felt great. Now, yeah, and they were up, golly, at one point, I think they were up 27. Uh, uh, Bearcats made it 20-14, to 14, 
at halftime, and they hung around, hung around, had a chance late. But the defense with those those guys of secondary, they let them get around midfield, and then they stiffened. They stiffened in a big way, and the Bears get the job done. All right, I thought there was a big play to Cameron that calmed things down a little bit on that on a Baylor's one of Baylor's last drives. They got the ball out to Josh Cameron on a third and long. That was huge. I mean, I I just think the offense. Was it pretty? Wasn't always pretty. But did they get the job done? And Blake Shapin is one tough dude. I mean, he, Aaron, he took a hit out in the flat. I mean, he's out there. First of all, he's either got to get out of bounds or something. He took that safety number 10 for Cincinnati, crushed him on one. And Blake just got right back up. Blake had one run where it was. I think it was third and long. It might have been third and 14 or second. I think it was second and 14. And Blake somehow kind of, he's not that fast, but he's kind of, he just, he's really good at kind of picking his spots. And the dude, and he's tougher than nails. And he ran for a first down. I mean, it was a huge play on second and 14 to keep a drive going and keep it, keep the momentum moving. So I thought the tight ends played great. Keytron was what we would hoped Keytron would be. Josh Cameron was good. Monterey did his thing. Um, I, I just I thought all three of the tight ends were really, really good. And um, just, a, just a great win. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and style point this thing and go, well, the, the run defense is still poor. Well, yeah, they struggled at times with the run defense. I get all that. But the offensive line blocked better. They had a new center. They moved Clark over to guard, put a new center in, liked him, liked him. I mean, you can't just keep beating your head against the wall. I mean, you got to try something. And um, and Jeff Grimes, I mean, under a lot of fire. All right, I think is I think everybody was was watching Grimes. I think the AD had seen enough of what the offense was looking like. I think the head coach had to go to the offensive uh, coaching staff and go, okay, what are we doing, guys? What are we doing here? I think they were way under fire. And uh, to use a, uh, a Dave Aranda, what does he say, Aaron? I thought that was way impressive or way, way cool. But they they stepped up and they got the job done. And, I mean, we can't, like, kill them for not winning and for playing poorly and then when they go win on the road act like well they didn't play that great what are you talking about like they're not a good enough program right now a good enough team to be like apologizing for wins it was a win you celebrate it man i was pumping the fist i was loving it and they found a way to hold on and man my man i got isaiah hankins thank you sir Thank you for being a great kicker and, and, and helping in a huge way win that game. Aaron, that's a big thing. When you don't have to, even though you got a coach who loves going for on fourth down, and Baylor's been awful on fourth down this year, they're like 10 for 22 or 10 for 23. They've been horrible. or Maybe now they're 11 for 23. They've been awful. And to be able to say, hey, we'll go ahead and take that 46-yard field goal. We'll take a 50 three-yarder yeah we'll take that that's awesome that's an incredible luxury when you really have 
a huge, trustworthy kicker, and it appears the Bears have one. All right, homecoming coming up next. We'll get you ready for it. Uh, It is time for Campus Confidential. Big breaking news in the Big Ten. It's all next. It's homecoming in Waco this weekend as the Bears host the Iowa State Cyclones in Big 12 action. 12.30 for the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show. 2.30 kickoff Saturday afternoon with John, JJ, and Ricky. It's the Bears and the Cyclones from McLean Stadium on homecoming this Saturday. And you can catch all of the action right here on the flagship station for Baylor Bear football, ESPN Central Texas. Save thousands of dollars on a new or used boat at Marineland Boating Center's Fall Clearance Sale. Marineland is now your local dealer for Mercury motor-powered national bestsellers, Tracker, Sun Tracker, Nitro, and Tahoe. So we're clearing out our previous inventory, and many of our boats are now priced at dealer invoice costs. You won't find these prices anywhere else. Or you can be one of the first to buy a new 2024 model Tracker with a powerful Mercury motor. Only at Marineland Boating Center, I-35 and Loop 340. Marineland Boating Center is an authorized WRNG boat dealer. Hey folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. I'd like to thank everyone that supports JTC and that our family values your business. Our new inventory is growing daily and our used car inventory is stacking high. So give us the opportunity to earn your business with transparency and zero hidden fees. So give us a call, 254-840-3261 or 24-7 at turnerchevy.com. And remember folks, we're just a heartbeat away in McGregor. We treat you like family. Find new roads. Are you ready to elevate your Waco experience to a whole new level? Look no further than the Baylor Club, where you can indulge in one-of-a-kind luxury and unwind in our exclusive lounge area. Located in the heart of McLean Stadium, this elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs. With a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality, we take pampering to a whole new level. For interest in membership or to schedule your next private event, call 254-710-8080. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at CentexSportsFan.com. The future of joint pain relief is here. It's QC Kinetics, Advanced Regenerative Medicine. This is amazing stuff. It is Matt Mosley, ESPN Central Texas. If you've been told more steroids or surgery are your only options, don't be so fast. Get a second opinion. Learn more about how you can harness your body's own healing agents to attack that joint pain. I've got pain in my neck from a bicycle accident. This is long-lasting relief. QC Kinetics doesn't mask the pain. These treatments go to the very root of the problem using concentrated healing properties placed directly in your joint to restore and repair that damaged tissue. Life is about motion. QC Kinetics is giving people their lives back with these all-natural treatments. Call the local medical professionals and get a free consultation today. Call 254 415 That's QC Kinetics, 254-415-4100. Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas' premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfied clients. 
Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. Hi, I'm Baylor alum Dave Smith with RockMyMortgage.com. As an independent mortgage broker with 116 residential and commercial lenders, RockMyMortgage.com is your best option when you need real estate financing. With over 25 years as a mortgage consultant, I'll have you in, out, and saving money with no lender fees and low rates. Whether it's for your personal home, vacation home, or investment property, I have all the options. RockMyMortgage.com, powered by Edge Home Finance, represents you, the Baylor fan, not some big lending company. If you're looking to get pre-approved, visit me at RockMyMortgage.com today. Would you like to experience the excitement of Baylor football tailgating? Well, you're invited to the Baylor Alumni Home Tailgate. Open four hours prior to kickoff of each home game. This family-friendly event is open to all fans and friends of Baylor, and no game ticket is required. You can watch the big college games on large televisions, and great food from Bubba's 33 is also available. It's a great place to get your game face on. We'll be looking for you at the Baylor Alumni Home Tailgate under the big tent just over the pedestrian bridge at McLean Stadium Touchdown Alley. Campus Confidential is sponsored by Jim Turner Chevrolet. Jim Turner Chevrolet is just a heartbeat away in McGregor, and they will treat you like family. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley, and we'll get to hear from Coach Aranda in the 5 o'clock hour. Uh, He did his uh, weekly luncheon earlier today. And uh, we'll hear from Dave. Of course, we've talked uh, all year to a lot of the opposing head coaches that Baylor's played. I guess I suppose I should track down Matt Campbell this week. But we've had a lot of fun with that. Talked to uh, Kyle Whittingham from Utah, uh, Chris Del Conte, uh, University of Texas AD. But we'll hear from Dave at his uh, at his uh, weekly uh, uh, news conference or uh, kind of a luncheon type affair and uh, always uh, has interesting things to share. And we'll let, we'll let you hear some of it from Dave, and we'll react to it. You heard a little bit on the uh, John Morris Show at 2 o'clock today. We'll play some more. We'll do that about 5.20 today. As, uh, and then at 5 o'clock, uh, we'll start getting you ready, uh, give you all the details. We've had some breaking news on the ALCS involving the uh, pitcher for the Astros. Some news came down on that front. We'll share that with you. But Aaron... We appreciate Jim Turner Chevrolet for what they do, Derek and Clay, the whole gang out there. They've been such a huge part of Campus Confidential. Uh, Aaron, uh, big breaking news out of the uh, the Big Ten this afternoon. And uh, uh, just more, this comes from uh, ESPN's Pete Thamel. But, uh, boy, Michigan, it appears that uh, they have been caught cheating <laughs> red-handed and i guess it really comes down to almost like the astros style of cheating like how much what is the ncaa going to do how long will it take them and by the time this all comes to fruition will michigan i mean michigan will probably circle the wagons act like this wasn't a big deal and they'll try to throw this guy under the bus somehow (laughs) who was apparently kind of uh uh, uh, you know, hugely responsible for the uh, sign stealing. Who is also an off-field assistant, <laughs> one of the lo- one of the lowest paid and kind of lowest ranking coaches on the staff. Correct. Our Stallions is that coach's name. Mm-hmm. The suspended Michigan staffer at the center of the NCAA sign stealing probe purchased tickets in his own name for more than thirty games over the past three years at eleven different Big Ten schools 
sources at those 11 different schools told ESPN in an article by Pete Thamel and Mark Schlabach. The NCAA is expected to receive video evidence this week of illegal technology used in scouting tied to tickets purchased by Stallions, according to sources. It's a long story. There's a long to it, but they've been doing this for years, and they did it a lot. They, uh, some of the teams went back and looked at surveillance video in order to find him at games, and they, uh, a lot of them were able to. There's just so many layers to it, but you summed it up pretty well. It looks like Michigan was doing a lot, a lot of rule-breaking, and they'll probably try to scapegoat this guy. Uh, Stallions, uh, the player Aaron's ta- or the uh, coach Aaron's talking about off-field personnel, not really a coach. He's just basically a hired sign stealer. I was reading about him the other day. I think it was Yahoo or somebody had a story, and he'd gone to one of the academies. I mean, I, you know, I respect anybody who, uh, you know, who did that and has served our country, but to then use some of that knowledge to help Harbaugh do all this secret weirdness i mean they're great at recruiting of course they got caught doing some cheating in that as well but we all just kind of said oh that's nothing he's going to miss a few games and now it's more elaborate and quite honestly when you're as good as michigan has been and you're and and i think harbaugh is a great coach but it's like what uh belichick i mean and and again fair or not belichick and tom brady are always going to have like the cheating some people always think they cheated and achieve some of their greatness by going, being kind of underhanded in, in doing it. And now Michigan's going to be the same way. Um, Stallions did not respond to ESPN's request for comment. Michigan on Monday reiterated that it's unable to comment further due to the ongoing investigation. Michigan's ranked number two in the country, uh, and it's – the current betting favorite to win the national title. Uh, Yahoo also reiterated in its initial report that they had also not just looked at Big Ten schools in trying to film, by the way, um, from both, you know, they basically, this guy was buying tickets for games that did not involve Michigan, but teams that they were going to be playing and then he would have people sitting um, on both sides of the stadium so that they could film the signals for the teams. Uh, this is, and you're like, well, Matt, you know, does everybody do it? Maybe so, but this was an elaborate deal, and they've now gotten caught. And it appears that they have even the paperwork that shows this guy buying tickets to different stadiums. How could they get that? Well, the, the schools that are sick of people cheating against them, have turned them in. Now, there used to be kind of an honor among thieves kind of deal. Like in the SEC, there's all kinds of cheating going on for years. And the other schools wouldn't turn each other in because they knew they were doing some of the same stuff too. In this instance, it appears that Michigan was the only one going this far. Uh, The NCAA is expected to receive video evidence this week of illegal technology used in scouting tied to tickets purchased by Stallions, according to sources. An opposing Big Ten school looked up in uh, in in-stadium surveillance video from a game earlier this year, and sources said the person in the seat of the ticket purchased by Stallions held his smartphone up 
and appeared to film the home team's sideline the entire game. Hmm. All right. Again, you say, well, is that a big deal? Well, this is against NCAA rules. It's not against the NCAA rules to steal signs. Like if you just sat there and studied it with your own eyes and charted it or whatever, that's okay. That's okay. Like that's legal. But you can't scout other teams. That's been outlawed since 1994. And you certainly can't use video surveillance to do it. And I promise you any of the – Aaron, maybe this is why Iowa's so bad on offense. Michigan's uh, got all the – Michigan's been stealing all their sides. No, I think Iowa's just bad on offense. But <laughs> this is really interesting. And we will continue to monitor this developing story. But, Aaron, it's pretty bad. It makes Harbaugh look pretty bad because no matter what happens the rest of the year, and I would not, I would not depend on the NCAA to act quickly. But let's say they go win a national title. This is going to hang over their heads the entire time. Just how everybody knows, like the Astros' 2017 World Series win was bogus. And everybody was so happy that they lost to the Nats in 2019. And some people even think last year's thing was bogus based on the fact that they had the cheating scandal in place beginning in 2017, all right? I would say the people that have the biggest grievance against the Astros are the Los Angeles Dodgers, and they've gone on to have so much success. I don't think everybody feels too sorry for them, except Dodgers fans, I think, feel horrible about what happened to them against 2017 now that we know the Astros had an elaborate cheating thing that I think had been in place probably even going back as far as 2017. 15. A.J. Hinch was, uh, you know, he lost his job. Lunau, the uh, GM, I don't know if Lunau's ever had a job since. I honestly thought he would land a job at some point, but Lunau has been out of baseball, the former GM at the Astros. And by the way, almost every one of these players that uh, are helped the Astros get to game seven of the ALCS, a lot, Lunau had a hand in uh, drafting or trading for these players or this team, all right? But, uh, but again, big-time cheaters, and now Michigan will be thought of as cheaters. All right, Aaron, continue, sir. Michigan also the new consensus betting favorite to win the national title, according to Caesar Sportsbook. It's the first time in a couple of years that Georgia hasn't been the betting favorite. Michigan is now plus 220 to win the national championship. The two-time defending champions are plus 280, so only a slight difference there, but still notable, noticeable because Georgia still hasn't lost. Michigan still moved ahead of them. Also, Michigan quarterback J.J. McCarthy, now the consensus betting favorite to win the Heisman. He threw four touchdowns against Michigan State in the Wolverines' 49 to nothing route, and he is now plus 230 to win the Heisman, followed by Washington quarterbacks Michael Penix, Jr., at plus 280. All right. Um, very interesting as, uh, as all of that uh, uh, unfolds in the uh, context of what has happened to uh, uh, Michigan 
uh, and uh, I say what's happened, what they're accused of uh, in this uh, scandal. Um, Aaron, a recap real quick of the Baylor Athletics weekend. My daughter and I were hanging out after church, and we looked up on the TV, and we got to watch some of that Baylor sweep of uh, number 24 UCF. And so the Bears, about an hour ago, uh, are number 20th now in that AVCA and the in the uh, TerraFlex ranking uh, Baylor volleyball. Been a you know been a tough season at times, but uh, you know Coach McGuire's a great friend of our show. We love what he's doing, and uh, that was a big sweep. UCF's a good program. That's probably their best women's program, and the Bears found a way and. Uh, and that was fun to watch on TV. We really enjoyed that the other day. Uh, Baylor men's tennis found success in Fort Worth. And then um, um, Baylor women's basketball and men's basketball, it says, inched closer to the season with Big 12 uh, media days. Well, there's more than that. Uh, Aaron, uh, Baylor did have one of those kind of uh, old uh, secret uh, scrimmages. And we can't. You know, there's, there's, uh, they do kind of keep score, but it's not a real thing. I think they played like three halves against Texas A&M. I can tell you that A&M's good. Uh, I think Baylor's good too. I think both teams are really good. I think uh, from what I could find out, uh, Jacoby Walter had about 22 points in that game, and um, and and looked pretty good. Um, and he was the leading scorer, I believe, on every, on either team. Baylor's got something coming up against, like a scrimmage against uh, Gonzaga, and they'll try to make that thing a little more game-like. But I did, I did want to pass that along. That in kind of the super secret scrimmage, that maybe is not so secret. Uh, Baylor, I think they had to go to College Station for that. And again, Buzz has a good team at A and M. I think AP poll had them at, first AP poll had them at 15th in the country. Baylor checks in around 20th in the country. And, um, and, and I think they both, both are going to be really good teams. In fact, I was told that after kind of watching that scrimmage, one of my sources told me that both teams look like, you know, uh, four seeds or better at least four seeds or better, okay? So about what we thought as the Bears and the Aggies get ready for this season. But I just thought I would bring you a little bit of the super secret uh, scrimmage news. All right, it is time to get into the 5 o'clock hour. 5.20 today, or about 5.25. We'll, uh, we'll listen to some of what Dave Aranda had to say in his weekly Monday news conference as he uh, was able to look at the film and then provide more information on what exactly uh, uh, helped the Bears take down those Cincinnati Bearcats. Way to go, offensive staff. Way to make some changes. Mateos on the O-line, and, of course, Jeff Grimes calling the plays for the Bears. I mean, I'm telling you, nobody felt good about what was happening during the bye week. And I think Mac Rhodes wanted answers, and I think he got some answers Saturday. They responded, and it was a huge win for the program. Now, you got to keep it going, and you got to, you know, you got to uh, play a, a, an Iowa State team that's a lot better than we had uh, anticipated. And they've played tough, 
and they play a really good brand of defense. This is not this is not an easy win for the Bears. So that'll be big on homecoming. That game's set up for 2.30, I believe. 2.30 on Saturday afternoon. We'll, uh, we'll talk some Rangers Game 7 ALCS. I cannot believe it's here. It's winner take all. We discuss it next. Find sports news, streaming, and show podcast at SyntechSportsFan.com. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they will also come to you for vehicle pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty at CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cnccollisioncenter.com, and find them on Facebook. It's 9.30 on a Saturday night. You're at the ballpark getting hot dogs for the kids and your debit card doesn't work. Lucky for you, Central National Bank's after-hours service is ready to help you get out of all kinds of ninth-inning jams. Just contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening and we'll connect you to a local person who can answer questions and fix problems. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Attention Baylor alumni near and far. Are you ready to reconnect, reminisce, and make a lasting impact? Look no further than the Baylor Line Foundation, your alumni partner for life. Whether you're a recent graduate or a seasoned alum, Baylor Line Foundation is the place to stay connected with fellow alumni through exciting events, networking opportunities, and exclusive access to Baylor stories. Rekindle old friendships and forge new ones while cheering on our beloved Bears. To find out more, visit thebaylorlinefoundation.com. I'm living the life that I lived before I started having knee pain 10 years ago. Meet Julie, a woman who makes the most of every moment in life. But over the last years, those moments were filled with agonizing pain until she discovered QC Kinetics. Finally, the pain got so bad that people around me are like, oh, when are you getting your knee replaced? I was walking, hobbling. I listened to my last QC Kinetics commercial and I said, I'm done. I got to find out about this. What Julie found out was that QC Kinetics treats pain associated with osteoarthritis with regenerative therapy taking your body's own healing properties and concentrating them in the areas where you feel pain, helping heal and restore those damaged areas. No harmful steroids, surgery, or downtime. It changed how I'm living. I'm able to do the things that I wasn't able to do for a long time. Get back your life before the pain. Call QC Kinetics now for your free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 254-415-4100. That's 254-415-4100. 254-415-4100. 100. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. Want to cover sports, news, try advertising, broadcasting? Well, the Baylor Department of Journalism, Public Relations, and New Media has the skills, knowledge, and opportunities you need to succeed in your next career. With five major concentrations and a nationally recognized student media program, whatever you need, we've got you covered. Start your degree today and make a difference. Check us out online and remember, for the best skills in the biz, with Baylor Journalism, Public Relations, and New Media, we've got you covered. 
Joe Wimpy Agency Farmers Insurance has the experience to help you understand your coverage options. Whether it's auto, home, life, or business insurance, or retirement planning, Joe Wimpy is a multi-time Agent of the Year award winner, and he's proud of his longtime connection to Baylor University. His brother Jerry played football for the Bears. Uncle W.J. Wimpy was Baylor chaplain for 50 years, and his son Bo played baseball for the Green and Gold. If you're looking for a new insurance quote, call or text Joe Wimpy Agency Farmers Insurance today, 972-771-8051. At Bush's Chicken, we start each day thinking of ways to better serve our customers. Our special cooking technique ensures great-tasting chicken and tenders. Plus, all the sides are prepared fresh each day. We take joy in our family serving your family. Before you end your day, we hope you'll stop by a Bush's Chicken near you. Dynamic Fabrication Solutions specializes in industrial maintenance, structural steel fabrication, and erection, all forms of welding, and much more. Their team of qualified professionals have secured a sterling reputation in delivering high-quality products and outstanding customer service. They are committed to delivering the best product possible in an efficient manner so you can move forward with peace of mind. Dynamic Fabrication Solution LLC is the number one specialty contractor in Central Texas. For more information, dynamic-fs.com. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram. Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Marineland Boating Center, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, Time Manufacturing, Witt Building Supplies, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley. The Matt Mosley Show. We are less than two hours away from first pitch. In uh, ALCS Game Seven, I, I just can't can't believe it's happened. Um, pretty amazing, and um, and and we're just going to continue to kind of get you ready for it. We'll hear from Dave Aranda and uh, what he had to say after that win over Cincinnati. We'll let you hear some of that. Uh, appreciate John Morris for that. Uh, we'll do that. Oh, coming up here at about five twenty, five twenty-five, and we'll let you. Uh, hear from coach aranda because it's a big win and again i don't sit around like oh it was ugly oh the defense allowed too many rushing yards it's a win they kicked a bunch of field goals hankins is a great kicker caleb parker made an awesome play on special teams byron bonds uh picks it up out of the air runs it in huge play on special teams loved how the tight ends played how they blocked i loved how keytron jackson played in this game I mean, just huge plays down the field, contested catch on the first one. I mean, there were just – there were some 41 yards. You know, every time I looked up, there was a play downfield for like 41 yards. One time they did a razzle-dazzle. They did a um, they, they did a flea flicker, and I believe Blake had Monterey running down the middle of the, the field. He chose to go to Dabney for about 40 yards. That's a great play, and uh, I mean, it just, I, it was a tough week 
for the offensive staff because I think I think they were put on notice that what happened against Texas Tech and you know 30 carries for 17 yards. I mean that was a lot of just beating our heads against the wall. Nothing was working. And Jeff Grimes and his staff, Mateos, the whole gang, man, they got in there, and and it wasn't always a thing of beauty. Is it exactly how he wants to run his offense? Probably not, because there was no running, there was no run game present until really the fourth quarter of the game, maybe a little bit in the third quarter. But they found a way to win the game, and when they couldn't go, you know, when they instead of going for it over and over down there and not getting it, which is what they've done this year. They kick field goals, and Hankins made them all. I mean, Isaiah Hankins is a flat-out weapon for the Bears. All right? And so we'll hear from Coach Aranda on that front, and we'll do that coming up in about 10 minutes or so. Uh, a little breaking news earlier today I was going to share with you. The Mavericks uh, um, guard Josh Green also plays forward sometimes, uh, was finalizing a three-year, $41 million contract extension with the franchise. He was the number 18 pick in the 2020 NBA draft and averaged nine points and three rebounds last season. Certainly uh, has gotten better. I didn't know if he was going to really become anything. I would say he's um, he's pretty good. He's pretty good. And uh, a really good defensive player. He's gotten better. and He's become a much better three-point shooter. So, uh, don't mind the move at all, and they've they've messed these things up before. They did it with Jalen Brunson, so some people I think are pretty uh, have some flashbacks when it comes to extending young players. They did it with Josh Green, and I think it's very appropriate. All right, um, Rangers breaking news. I would say earlier, Aaron, the uh, Brian Abreu's two-game suspension has been upheld on the surface that's things like well he's not gonna get to play no they're gonna make him serve it first two games of 2024 now he's honestly not been that great against the rangers but he is a good reliever for the astros and they will have access to him uh they only used him for one inning uh last night abreu will be available pitching out of the bullpen for the astros now that gives them two Abreus on the uh, roster, and, of course, their first baseman. We uh, we know about him. But Brian Abreu, big-time reliever for them. His suspension for uh, what the umpires decided was intentionally throwing at Adolis Garcia was upheld. It'll be served, but it'll be the first two games of 2024, so he'll be out there. Tonight's matchup, Max Scherzer and Christian Javier. Christian Javier has wonderful postseason numbers. In fact, we had uh, we had Dave Raymond on, uh, Rangers play-by-play, and uh, he's really good. And he said that the only play – I think Javier started his postseason with 21 consecutive uh, innings of uh, scoreless, uh, scoreless pitching. He did not allow his first 21 innings – did not allow anybody to score. Only um, Christy Matthews, Matheson, um, Matthewson, Matheson, Matheson uh, had anything close to that. So pretty amazing stuff. What do we expect from Scherzer? Well, we expect 
intensity. All the intangibles are there. He's got great experience in winner-take-all games. Uh, he His teams are three and one. This will be his fifth winner-take-all games. His teams are uh, three and one in the first four that he's been involved in. In those games, he's got a 3-1-0 ERA. He's going to come out. They're going to see what he has. And it's going to be an all-day sucker for this bullpen. All right, it's game seven. Both teams, at the first sign of trouble, are going to the bullpen. Do you, are you less so with a trusted pitcher like Scherzer? Maybe not. Maybe not. Because of his, his relative lack of innings recently, he's been out with that, uh, with that shoulder situation that he had. He was able to come back a lot sooner than we thought. Again, Aaron, it's a weird situation because on one hand, you love having him in this game. He gives you swagger. He gives your team confidence. But he looked shaky in his only uh, outing of the postseason, which was game three, and they they thought they had the ability to get him into game three, especially when they had a 2-0 lead. They wanted to kind of see how he could do, and he was shaky. The slider was not there. Jared Sandler, I thought, had an interesting point about, hey, throw around your slider. You've got other stuff. I mean, the guy's got wipeout stuff, okay? Maybe his other stuff will be good enough against the Astros. We will know pretty quickly about it, but uh, Rangers need to jump on the Astros and put pressure on the Astros and that home crowd, and they need to do that early. I, I'd i like to give you a prediction. I don't know. I did not feel good about last night. I thought game five felt horrible. It was a gut punch. They give it up in the ninth three-run homer, all the craziness that happened. Last night they were booing Adolis Garcia, like uh, I mean, just the whole time. Four strikeouts. It seemed like it was getting to him. And in his fifth at bat, with the Rangers uh, with a 5-2 lead, he hits a grand slam. It's who he is. He is He's great theater. They'll boo him again tonight, and, and I, I welcome them to do that because he's going to do. Now, I thought heroes last night, Garver, with a home run to tie it up at once, settled things down a little bit, got the Rangers. It was a great answer from uh, Mitch Garver. Jonah Heim pokes one out to put the Rangers up 3-1. to one. All right, then they got it to 3-2. to Then the Rangers got it to 4-2. to two, And then late they get it to 5-2. to two, And that's when Stanek left one up and Adolis Garcia. I mean, why would you throw him a strike? I've got no clue. And he put a nice compact swing on it, and the ball got out of there. Lots of heroes in that game. Aaron, I I think one of the heroes would be Spores. Wow. Wow. I mean, he just continues to get it done. Got an enormous, um, got the the double play. And then he gets, uh, I mean, the strikeout of Alvarez. I mean, anytime you can get Jordan Alvarez out, it it's just it just seems like almost impossible 
He's he's really one of the greatest hitters in the game right now, and he's dangerous. And I don't know, Aaron. If who would you rather? Who's the most? Who's the player late in the game you would least likely to see? You would least like to see for the Astros. Is it Altuve or Jordan Jordan Alvarez? <laughs> I, I Alvarez scares me the most. Just because I just think he's just unbelievable right now. But then, of course, who wants to face Altuve? But I do think those are the two. I mean, it's it's just not even close. After I mean, Bregman's awesome. Don't get me wrong. Bregman's a great player. But I, I just think those two are almost even. And who are the most feared hitters right now for the Astros? Jordan Alvarez and... Altuve. Aaron, who would you rather face if you had to pick one of them late in the game? Man, that's I really is a tough question. Um I would say Alvarez. But that's because I'm a lefty. I don't know. Ah. <laughs> it's a, you know, pick your poison, but I would say Alvarez. That's who you would you would rather face him than than uh, Altuve, yes, mm-hmm. than, than the guy who's, yeah, not quite, but it, not long from being the all-time postseason home run leader. And he's about five five, right? He's yes. about five five or five six, and as you said, he's postseason home runs. I think he's at twenty. Five or twenty-six, maybe twenty-five, and the most all-time is Manny Ramirez. Isn't that funny, Aaron? That's such a goofball and like, like just an unpredictable type guy. Like Manny Ramirez is the most all-time. I mean, you would think it would be Bonds, but I guess he just wasn't doing that much earlier in his career. He did so much damage late. And he and, and I guess those Giants teams that he was on really weren't great. Um I mean they were fine, but the greatness came when Bochi got a hold of them later and they had Matt Kane and uh the rest of the game and Bumgarner got there and then they were great. I mean, Aaron, if you talk about the greatest postseason pitchers ever there's Bumgarner and then two guys in this series are right up there Scherzer and Verlander are both great I might make the argument for Bumgarner is best of all time best of all time I mean I Kershaw is one of the greatest pitchers of all time but he's not one of the greatest postseason pitchers of all time. He's he's helped himself recently in that regard. But he'll never go down as one of the greatest. Like both Scherzer and Verlander are better than him. And then you go back to the old days, and I'm, I I I think we would find Koufax, that Koufax was pretty yeah. much unhittable. <laughs> uh huh. Uh, but you know, this guy going tonight for the Astros, Christian Javier. His numbers match up with Koufax, which is just crazy. 
because Mo, Co, Koufax is probably like 0.88 or, or uh, yeah. You know, it, it's just it's crazy what Koufax's numbers are. But Christian Javier's numbers are pretty similar. Now, Koufax did it longer, but Javier has some amazing postseason numbers. And that, of course, is who the Astros are sending out there. Two primo starters. I just think Scherzer's done it more, and he's been in more of these huge Game 7, winner-take-all, Game 5, whatever, moments. Oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. And uh, we uh, boy, we appreciate everybody uh, who's been a part of our coverage, getting you ready for all these Rangers games. First pitch tonight, 7-0-3. All right? We've, of course, had Rangers on all season right here on Rangers affiliate ESPN Central Texas. All right, Aaron, um, let's let's listen in on some Miranda. Dave Miranda had his news conference today. I'm kind of anxious to hear from him and react to what he saw, both from the offense and then the defense stepping up uh, in a big way late, especially some of the uh, – and some of the pass rush, I will say. I was very impressed with some of those pass rushers. Thank you, Gabe Hall. Thank you, Gabe Hall. He and TJ came to play. We appreciate them. Uh, all, and, and who oh, – 99. Oh, my gosh, I got to look this up, Aaron. There was somebody the other day that showed up for Baylor, and I thought, whoa, man, I love this guy. And I, it was like a lineman, and I just didn't know him that well. Um, that is all next. Go Cowboys! This is Dallas Cowboys football 2023. Third and 10 at the Charger 25. Only heard here. Herbert back. Pressure coming again. All season. Throws it out. Intercepted. Gilmore. Sunday afternoon, it's your Cowboys and the Los Angeles Rams. Live from AT&T Stadium on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. It's the Cowboys and the Rams. Sunday morning starting with the pregame at 11 here on ESPN Central Texas. Would you like to experience the excitement of Baylor football tailgating? Well, you're invited to the Baylor Alumni Home Tailgate. Open four hours prior to kickoff of each home game. This family-friendly event is open to all fans and friends of Baylor, and no game ticket is required. You can watch the big college games on large televisions, and great food from Bubba's 33 is also available. It's a great place to get your game face on. We'll be looking for you at the Baylor Alumni Home Tailgate under the big tent just over the pedestrian bridge at McLean Stadium Touchdown Alley. It's almost fall, school has started, pumpkin spice is everywhere, and football is finally back. The temperatures are dropping, and you think you have escaped summer's dreaded effects on your foundation. Then, you see it. Where did that crack come from? Wait, this door doesn't latch. Or, why doesn't this window open? Most people don't realize the full effects of summer soil movement until September or October. And the fall season is typically the busiest time of the year for foundation repair. Do you want your home in tip-top shape for the holidays? Do you want the topic at Thanksgiving dinner to be that big crack in your wall? Then you better call the doctor. He'll craft the best solution for you and your home and get you back on the level in no time. Call us today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. 
sofa doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. I'm Joe Kaleo. Businesses are driven by vision and passion, and we share that drive. We aim to build a relationship with you to help ensure your financial plan matches your ambition. Together, let's bring your vision to life. Kaleo Wealth Management Group is a Central Texas team at UBS Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. For our client relationship summary disclosures, please visit UBS.com slash relationship summary. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. Do you know your butcher by name? Not by which overpriced grocery train they work for. You need to meet my butcher, Jaime, here at Fortson's Meat Market. Jaime the butcher has been cutting meat for over 25 years, and he still loves it. To Jaime, cutting meat to your desire is like art. Each steak is a masterpiece that improves the look of your grill. I'm Rob Fortson from Fortson's Meat Market, a full-service meat market in Robinson, and I would love you to come by and get to know Jaime the butcher. You'll only find him at Fortson's, where we specialize in the best Texas-raised beef, chicken, and pork. No hormones, no fillers. We also carry a great lineup of homemade sausages, jerky, bacon-wrapped quail, frog legs, boudin balls, and more. Like us on Facebook to get daily updates on specials and freezer boxes. And we're even open on game day, Monday through Saturday from 9 to 6. Maybe it's time you met your new butcher at Fortson's Meat Market, just south of the Circle in Robinson. Did you know now's a great time to let Jeff on our Toyota put you in a new or used vehicle? I'm Kyle Tomlinson. General Manager of Jeff Hunter Toyota, and you can choose from many makes and models, all priced to fit any budget. We also have a state-of-the-art service and body shop and a full-line parts department with factory-trained Toyota specialists. Stop by and see me or any of our team members for a great car at a fair price. Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality, Waco values. Robinson Athletic Booster Club proudly supports the athletics of Robinson High School, a nonprofit organization comprised solely of volunteers that lend a hand and encourage everyone to participate, whether in concession sales, event planning, finances, or even time. Robinson Athletic Booster Club is able to support the athletic program by purchasing equipment, supplies, and providing scholarships. For more information on how you can help, contact Denise at 254-214-3625. Let's go Rockets! 1424 Bistro, located in downtown Waco, has been serving Central Texas for over 20 years. 1424 Bistro, the restaurant that helped create the fine dining experience Waco is best known for. 1424 Bistro provides a unique and fine dining experience so many Wacoans have known and loved for many, many years. 1424 Bistro is dedicated to providing exquisite dishes that are fresh, hearty, and simply unforgettable. Waco's home for good food, wine, and conversation. From fresh seafood, steaks, lamb, to chicken piccata, and of course, let's not forget about some of their incredible appetizers like flaming cheese and calamari, and finish off with their white chocolate bread pudding or creme brulee. Come enjoy dinner at 1424 Bistro in downtown Waco on 1424 Washington Avenue. Come enjoy tonight. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It is the Matt Mosley Show, and uh, it it's happening. Game seven, 
703 Fox Sports 1 and I got to I got to hand it I mean that I think they maybe it's kind of smart Aaron I don't understand you know I think there's some thought maybe it has something to do with they don't want it to mess with NFL on Sundays their pregame or whatever but maybe it helps prop up FS1 to put I mean part of me thinks why in the world wouldn't you put like this incredible series, which has got, which is, you know, at times has landed huge ratings. Why would this thing not be on main Fox? Like, how do you not put this game on big Fox to game seven? I mean, think about the monster ratings, although it, it will be up against Monday night football. Now the Monday night football's game's not great, but it's the NFL. So it'll win in ratings. But, uh, I guess maybe it maybe it's a good strategy. Maybe maybe it's not bad. You know, you just kind of gives you a chance to leave it all on FS1 and keep propping that up. I think it'll get a huge rating tonight. Um even up against Monday Night Football. I mean, I'm not, you know, I I'm as big a NFL fan as there is in the world and I've got zero interest in going over there to watch any of it. Now, again, I'm a Lifelong Rangers fan, covered the Rangers. Was it both of those World Series, 2010, 2011? Um, I just have, and you know, it's interesting, Aaron. I, in the past, I would have tried to maybe show up in Houston for some of this or try to go tonight, but I just find myself really wanting and, and kind of enjoying the just watching these things and watching it play out, being able to listen to the broadcasters. I I know you're not a huge Smoltz fan, but I, I think both these guys have done a pretty good job. Uh so it'll happen at seven oh three. Now let's do let's listen a little bit. We got a few minutes here. I really wanted to hear uh today they had the luncheon where uh, Dave Aranda addresses the media. This is after he's had a chance to break down the film a little bit. Let's um Let's check in on what Coach Aranda had to say, and we may jump in here a time or two and react to some of the things that he says. Here is Dave Aranda at his weekly uh, news conference after Baylor's uh, uh, nice 32-29 victory over the Bearcats. It's good to see you guys. Um, just coming off this this game and the road trip, it's good to be back. It's um, it's exciting to be in another game week versus, this is a, uh, versus a really strong opponent, one that that I respect greatly, and you know um, Coach Campbell and just the staff there, and you know their body of work just speaks for itself. And then you put on the tape and you see it all over again. You know a new um, a new grouping, uh, new faces, uh, but same same results and so um what a challenge ahead of us but i feel like it's in a lot of ways it's exactly what we need you know um, to win this game we're going to have to run the ball to win this game we're going to have to stop the run to win this game we're going to have to do grown-up things in a grown-up game and um so i'm looking forward to that challenge i know that our team is going to and expecting a really good week uh, of preparation take any questions that you guys got Dave, uh, you know how much special teams can impact the game. Obviously, it was big the other day. Um, you like how your special teams has developed, and, and you feel like it can continue, can continue to, uh, you know, make that sort of impact. Appreciate that. I thought 
you know, we had one of our better weeks of practice leading up to the tech game with special teams and was um, really thinking that this is going to be a breakout game and there's been so much work in this and, you know, the details were kind of coming easy. The hard things were becoming fun and, um, you know, the learning things were becoming just fast and violent and was figuring, here we go, we're finally here. And it was our worst special teams game. And, um, you know, there's been some of that this year. And so to kind of pound the rock and to continue to um, focus on being intentional in meetings and practice and to continue to focus, try to find an edge of, you know, these guys, particular guys, maybe some of them are young, maybe some of them are second, third chances or tries or bites at the apple uh, and have an opportunity to kind of make it with special teams. I think that was kind of the focus. And a lot of those guys stood up and, and performed really well and I thought you know that day that we we're expecting to have a couple weeks ago we had on Saturday and so you know that has to be the standard now and I think when there are our pains um you know, self-inflicted pains, growing pains. There's all various different types of pains on offense and or defense. You'd like for special teams to kind of be a glue that can hold some of it together and get you the field position and get you out of a jam and get you points and um, take away points and that. And so um, I'm hopeful that's where it can go moving forward. Last year, the environment kind of was made a big deal at Iowa State. You know, you guys having to deal with that environment. Mm -hmm. How do you think uh, you guys are going to have to almost replicate that at McLean and give that kind of same, kind of same environment just at home this time? Appreciate that. Yeah, I think a big part of that is us starting fast. I think we have to start faster than what we have. And... Um, you know, whether that is the uh, first drive on offense, having some success and getting points out of it, or at the very least moving the ball and um, having some positive plays. And then defensively, you know, uh, first uh, two or three drives, you know, um, illustrating uh, our run fits and our our pass rush and our coverage abilities and all of that at the get-go. I think we have to be able to start fast. And I think that would help get the crowd into it. That would help get the crowd to go, you know, this isn't what it's been. Uh, this is different. Um, you know, I have to pay attention to this. And I think, uh, you know, we have a big responsibility in that. And to get it to where uh, it has been in the past with our home crowd and all of it is way is way important and um, it's a big factor for this week and it's something I'm going to talk about a lot. Dave, you kind of addressed it after the game, but do you feel like the answers are there for run defense? Like the pieces are there, the whatever it takes? Yeah, I appreciate that. We So I thought throughout um, you know, if you if you go through all of these, are the the water is muddy on all of these things and so you know, it's much easier to speak of um, to speak when it's really clear water, but it's muddy f from the beginning, and so it's it's trying to get the uh, it's it's, um, it's trying to, to to be as as clear and as precise as we can in in just this right here talking to you. I think you know UCF that um, there was a lot of bad early. There was really good later. I thought even with. Um, even with with tech and um, some of the yards that are given up there, there was tighter run fits. There was um, in the interior, people were were not playing primary to secondary gap, kind of at will. They were holding their gaps. We had fits. We had a linebacker here and a safety here, and an edge was here. And you know, it um, 
you know, from the lens of a coach, it looked like, hey, here's everyone. They know what they're doing. They know where they, they know where they're supposed to be, and all that. And um, and so while it wasn't um, perfect or good, it was improved. And we took a step back on Saturday. And so that's unfortunate. And, um, you know, I think to start the game, there was some positives, um, you know, in that second series. I thought the first series, you know, um, this was um, of the second start for our star. Um, and um, he's done a bunch of great things. And he's a, a great player. And I think we'll continue to just only get better. And, um, you know, I want to say in those first, I mean, the very first play was lined up on the wrong side. The third play, he's supposed to adjust and didn't adjust and there's a big run and um you know there was just a lot of things that we can be better at and i think you know um you expect some of those things maybe on the first game not the second one but i guess was the first away game and so you know those those growing pains you have to learn from and you have build up confidence with and you have to not do it again you know and so um you know, for us to defend the run, the, the, the pieces are there. Uh, we have to be able to put it together. It's past time to do that. You know, right there talking about uh, Gordon, Corey Gordon, and he makes the play at the end uh, there at Cincinnati. He was in a fourth and 11 situation, and and it was a bang-bang play. I think Cincinnati would argue that he was there early. Uh, I think it was a very close call. The officials did not. There were a couple times they could have made calls late on uh, on a couple of those late passes. Baylor, again, uh, has been good in their coverage. Um, they're, I mean, it, it just some of these young corners are excellent. And the star position, I mean, it, they, they had they had a new player in there. And, uh, and it may not new totally he's played some this season but to put him in there as the starter and um and, and in the end he made some great plays but uh Aranda's talking about how like earlier in the game lines up on the wrong side um they they definitely have some growing pains um you know they're they're overrunning they're not getting off blocks the the run game for some of these opposing teams and first of all Cincinnati 26 stands out in my mind Aaron just had some speed had some major speed they had a couple of good backs and they had some backs that were out so Cincinnati has some nice personnel and uh, and and the Bears did have some problems I thought the pass rush at times looked okay um and um and, and did some nice Gabe Hall showed up big time in the second half I mean he he can be a uh, a big time player for the Bears, uh, but uh, but yeah, the 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 run defense continues to be a struggle. They're just not very good, and Iowa State will run. Now I I don't know what he's talking about when he said we're going to have to run the ball and stop the run. I mean, there was running the ball was like the last priority in the world for this Baylor team the other day. Now they ended up in the second half. Having some effective runs, some of it was um, shape and having to scramble. Some of them were called. Um, they had a couple of end rounds, as I recall, or jet sweep type action. But you know, to kind of to kind of come out and go, we got to run the ball and stop the run. I, okay, maybe, maybe didn't do it the other day. Certainly wasn't part of the game plan. Let's continue listening to uh, Dave Aranda. 
But you said you wanted to start fast on Saturday. You said you want to play better at home. Can you talk about how important it is that y'all are returning home for homecoming to get that win? Appreciate that. Yeah, I think um, we're fi- we're fixing on having some former players come and talk to the team just about how important homecoming is and what how important it is to play well at McLean and uh, just their experiences of what it's like when McLean is rocking and it's at its um, at its peak. And you know, I just think um, you know there is right now. I think especially when you know things are not going great and there's adversity and there's there's um, you know people for you people against you uh when you go on the road it's very clear that most everyone's against you and so the lines are kind of clearly drawn and so it's us versus everybody and i think when you're at home those lines are blurred maybe and um i just think you know we're thinking too much in those in those frameworks um, I wouldn't. I don't really like us thinking that way. I'd rather just. I'd rather us just focus on the task at hand. And um, here's what we can do to accomplish this win. Here's what we can do to um, to win this play, to win this series, to win this quarter, to win this game. And so a, a lot of it's going to be refocusing on that um, and getting that mindset, you know, in the moment and in the process of all of it, and to try to let go of some of the outside. But then I think along with that, just the the history and the the lineage of guys that have come before and have really played well at home, I think that is important and uh, want our guys to know. You brought up Gavin Byers after the Cincinnati game as kind of being on both sides, immaturity, maturity. Mm -hmm. What adversity has he gone through and kind of how did he recreate recreate himself? Appreciate that. Yeah. The, um, you know, Gavin, Gavin's one to where um, has always had the ability and has always had the, the, um, the work ethic. And I think it's been when he hasn't been in the building and he hasn't been with football, it's it's been um, the effort and the time away, and it's been in the uh, attention to detail and the uh, focus on things that are not within the building that are kind of on his own. You know, you could say that um, everything is important and everything counts and everything matters. You could say how you do anything is how you do everything. These are things that are very hard for. Um, you know, almost 50-year-old men, much less, you know, college students. And, and I think it's been, um, it's been a growth for him uh, to, um, uh, to kind of adopt a professional attitude, so to speak, of the away, um, the nutrition, the uh, prehab and rehab, uh, the focus on, um, you know, in the classroom and his schooling. And it's just crazy how when those things are kind of brought into focus and are being attacked and not and another way of saying this is not being run away from when there's an embracing of everything and then how football kind of gets taken care of um, without a whole bunch of effort, you know. And so I think that that describes him. And then I think, you know, there's some young uh, dudes that are in that room with him. And so I think there's been just a growth of him uh, being one of the boys to kind of being one of the dads. And I think that just kind of naturally comes when you've got young guys like that and you reach a certain point where, like, you're the old dude, you know. And then you start kind of acting like an old dude, which is, uh, for us, is a good thing. All right, uh, Dave Veranda. And um, that that's interesting right there, talking about uh, buyers and some of the outside the building. Um, I I mean, it's it's kind of hard sometimes to know. I Now, I don't understand 
the difference. I mean, I, I, I get that playing on the road, maybe there's some bonding that takes place. Everybody's against you. I, I mean, from what it sounds like he's talking about at home, you've got all your people for you, and you got some people maybe from the opposing team. I, I don't get all that. I don't really totally understand other than maybe he's saying when they're home, um, there's just the focus for whatever reason hasn't been there. So I, I'd have to listen to that again, Aaron, and and even qu- ask him what he means totally. I don't I don't understand what's blurred at home. I do like the fact that he's talking about whether it be Walter Abercrombie or whoever they bring in uh, to talk about homecoming. Homecoming. Is it is is big in a lot of places, but at Baylor, it's it's extremely special time for everybody to come back. They got the biggest homecoming parade in the country. It's a it's a it's a bigger deal at Baylor than at most places. So I don't think that's ever a bad thing to bring back some of the greats or talk to people that you know how much this means to the Baylor family, all of that. But uh, this thing about. Having things blurred at home, I don't have a great grasp of that, and and that doesn't check out with me. Like you, you ought to be able to function pretty dang well at home. You ought to be able to really feel comfortable. And for Baylor not to be there right now is concerning. Let's hope they figure out a way and turn it around against Iowa State. All right, the the uh, the dismount is coming up next. We'll get you ready for Game Seven. ALCS, that's next. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. Hey, folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. I'd like to thank everyone that supports JTC and that our family values your business. Our new inventory is growing daily, and our used car inventory is stacking high. So give us the opportunity to earn your business with transparency and zero hidden fees. So give us a call, 254-840-3261 or 24-7 at turnerchevy.com. And remember, folks, we're just a heartbeat away in McGregor. we treat you like family. Find new roads. Looking to connect with Baylor alums in your area? Baylor alumni can help. Looking to host a watch party in your city? Baylor alumni can get you started. Want to step out in your community and serve with other alums? Baylor alumni is your connection with the university and each other. Let's get started. Learn how at baylor.edu slash alumni. You'll enjoy great food and great service before or after a Baylor football or basketball game at the Brazos Landing. Located within walking distance from McLean Stadium and Baylor's new Foster Pavilion, don't wait in traffic. Enjoy a meal on the water at the Brazos Landing. Reservations welcome. And for Baylor home games, park your car at the Brazos Landing for $50 and get that $50 back as voucher for your upscale dining experience. It's the Brazos Landing where I-35 and the Brazos River meet. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. 
Is buying a home on your wish list? Whether you are looking for your first home or your next home, an educated home buyer is the best home buyer. NeighborWorks Waco. Free home buyer education workshop walks you through the home buying process and answers your questions about everything from money management, understanding credit, obtaining a mortgage loan, and shopping for a home to protecting your investment. NeighborWorks Waco has assisted over 3,200 families in achieving their dreams of home ownership. Visit us at nw-waco.org and let us help you make home ownership a reality. Are you looking for an air conditioning and heating company that is family-owned and operated, is local, and offers honest and fair pricing? Haddix Heating and Air specializes in residential service and installation, plus new construction projects for homeowners throughout Central Texas. They service all makes and models and offer free estimates. Check out their five-star rating on Google Reviews. Haddix Heating and Air, 254-301-5373. And check them out on Facebook. License TACLB1062711. Stay close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up on ESPN Central Texas. Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has been the number one provider of structural pipe, ranging from one half inch to 24 inch in diameter. They can handle all your fencing needs. They also carry square tubing from one half inch to six inches for weekend warrior projects such as deer stands and ornamental iron jobs. If you need purlin, tubing, beams, weld plates, H braces, fence posts, culverts, or metal building supplies, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has the largest inventory of those products in Central Texas. Pioneer Steel and Pipe with locations in Waco and Bryan and at PioneerBoys.com. It's time now for the Dismount on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. All right, it's time for the Dismount. We are now just a little bit of an over an hour from Rangers Astros. Boy, two organizations, two teams, their fan bases. These teams have had some chippiness all this season. I mean, it's gotten better and better, the rivalry. Now to have both of them playing for a chance at the World Series, this is unbelievable. Aaron, a uh, Jerry Hill's always got my back. Um, I was thinking about Gordon. I was watching him at the end of that game make those great plays. It was Carl Williams, who, man, you know how much I've talked about him. Now, I love Caden, 19. Carl's 15. Carl Williams, I mean, these are just great, these young freshman players. Um, Carl moved over to star and that's what Dave Aranda was talking about is that Carl uh you know lined up on the wrong side at one point maybe that had something to do with a with a run leaking out but uh man he continues to be a great young player and um and that's exciting I mean he's gonna be great and they're gonna put him in that position and I appreciate their willingness in recent weeks to make some changes whether it be along the offensive line or a defense, but uh, anyway, Jerry has been trying to keep me straight for oh, going on 20, 25 years now, so I appreciate that. We always love having Jerry out there listening to us uh, as we were listening to uh, Coach Aranda. All right, first pitch coming up, 7.03. We appreciate everybody who's been a part of this one. Watch this thing on uh, FS1 tonight. Uh, thank you, Aaron. Really good stuff. It is the Matt Mosley Show. We'll be back with you to react to everything that happens uh, tomorrow at 3 o'clock sharp. Good night, everybody. This is the Modern Media Big 12 Blitz, a daily look inside Big 12 Conference football. Here's the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check of Big 12 football on today's Modern Media Big 12 Blitz. Coming up, congratulations to Baylor kicker Isaiah Hankins, named today the Big 12 Special Teams Player of the Week.
all that uh, Fonville thing that he sent on Raymond. Okay, cool. Um, Tacker. 